0: It's the Tilt Cast, episode 451, Tilt Picks 2020, part one. One. And this week, guys,
1: you know the drill. It's going to be a whole lot of games. So we, many games. We start our game of the year discussion and actually get through most of the games we played this year. Stay tuned.
2: So many games.
1: That's crazy.
0: God, that sounded <laughs> gay.
3: Hey,
0: it's the <laughs> Tellcast, and, if- <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't guess, we are an M-rated show. Um, today is January the 29th at oh my god nine forty-seven p.m.
3: <laughs> the fuck
2: dog knows exactly when I fucking start the fucking episode.
0: Now she's fucking with
2: me. We've been sitting here for a while, and now she has to fuck with me. She ran
1: out of peanut butter.
0: Yeah, she She did run out of peanut butter. And as we're getting started, I'm Nas. I'm Jason.
1: I'm assaulted by a dog,
0: Rusty. And together you need about a few minutes of (laughs) bowls. (laughs) Shit. Some uh, maybe some, no news some, and a- uh, A lot of games. And a yeah. shit ton of games. A lot
1: of games. Yeah. Because welcome to Tilt Picks. T-
2: 2020. <laughs> tilt Picks. Tilt Picks. Like, yeah. Not
0: like Tilt Picks. We're not- Yeah. <laughs> no, all of us are fatties. <laughs> <laughs> no, we call that Tilt Flaps. <laughs> Oh, God. Tilt Flaps go. 2020. All right, dude.
2: Seriously, you have to be like this right now. Seriously. Hey, I know you're cute. You're lovely.
0: But no, this is the
1: uh, the time of year for us and, and the two episodes, uh, this one and next one, where we go through what we played throughout the previous year and tell you what our... Eventually, at some point, tell you what our top picks are.
0: Yeah, um... We're trying something, again, new, right? We've done, we're on season 12. And we've adapted this a few different ways several different times. And I think what we're doing this week is we want to get through what we played and kind of, like, move it into three basic categories, like absolutely, positively, doesn't belong in this list, is definitely playable, but not in our top, and then our tops. And then... We were wanting to consider something else. Like, we didn't call it Game of the Year 2020 for a big reason. It's not Game of the Year that was released and 2020 because- 2020 sucked. Yes, it did. But some of the games we played did not suck. No. But some of the games that we played also did not come out on 2020. That's right. So, that being said, again, um, we're going to dive in here shortly. Um, so far, Rusty's uh, having an ASMR nightmare over there. Yes. Um, we've gotten rid of the dog shaker, um, uh, AKA her collar that has, you know, bow Bojangles on it so that I can hear her when she's all going all over the place. The I'm deaf collar. Yeah. I was, I was testing out something earlier today to make sure oh, that she Oh, don't do could... it. Don't
2: play it. Please don't play you it. Don't... Oh
0: my God. It's like nightmare fuel. And I don't want to have to edit this. You don't want
2: to. I don't want to have to edit this. You anymore. don't want
0: to, you don't want to hear what a deaf dog I... can't hear. No,
2: please don't, don't, don't do it. You uh... suck. If you do. I'm, I'm not okay. Thank you. That fu- that would. Super I found fuck I found a sign.
0: I found a sound file that goes from about 600 hertz all the way up to 20,000 hertz. Yeah,
2: it's also like stupid annoying.
0: It's like the <laughs> it's
2: longest a, it's, siren
0: ever. It's like an annoyatron that they just. Pitch shifted down to like six hundred megahertz Annoit- all the way. Do to- you
2: remember anoyatrons? Yeah, those things you could buy at Think Geek and then you know end up thrown in your fucking like office and it just goes off at random points and it's always just at the edge it's of a, most
0: people's hearing. It's at about fifteen thousand four hundred hertz.
2: You know this right because the number that's not. No, Suspicious. that was about.
0: That's about where I couldn't hear the that clip. Very sus. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah. So <clears throat> I
1: was you know, trying to another ra- way you can do this low tech, right? What's that? Oh god! You find one of those dog toys with a with a sounder that makes the sound when it a moves. squeaker. No. no,
2: the the one that just like it's a it, yeah,
1: you it, it it, go back and forth and it makes noise. It's a tilt box, right? So oh, whenever tilt it tilt. Whenever it tilts, it makes a sound. Tilt box. Well, we had one of the... At one point at the <laughs> place we all got. mutually worked at, we found one... Somebody found one of these at their house. They brought it to work. And yeah. Every time you moved it... It made a you, noise. You heard a rooster crow.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember
1: that. Yeah. So um, eventually, uh, annoyatrons aside and... <clears throat> And some people getting in trouble for them. Uh, We decided to get revenge on one certain person with this box by opening the back of his chair, taping it inside, and putting enough scotch tape over the top of it that it was barely perceptible to anyone (laughs) outside of that chair. And and put the back back on the chair. Of course. You know, as you do. It drove him insane for months.
0: Like, yeah, it also ended up in that? a certain manager's office over and over again. <laughs> the chair lived. Oh yeah. my god! Oh, uh, somebody with a the first name chair. That, yeah, I I can say her first name, but her name was yeah. Nicole. Yeah. Oh, I figured. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it no yeah. longer works. Great. No longer works there. But um, yeah, we we great. drove a certain manager nuts with this stupid chair. That's amazing. Well That. You can think uh, this person had enough of a sense of humor that it wasn't like going to get somebody fired or written up or anything like that. But it was one of those things where you would just hear, God damn it. Who put the fucking chair in my office again? <laughs>
1: <The> <laughs> God damn it. So you you can thank myself and uh, our mutual friend, David, his buddy, Sean. You can thank us for that. Yeah.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it lived on for a while, but I do not I do not reside at that office anymore. Good. I mean, yeah. I reside in this office. But literally, I'm in the chair that I work from. Sadness
2: every day.
3: Sadness. Sadness.
2: That's okay. When I game, I'm gaming in the same chair that I work in. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: Rusty discovered the joy of chaffles finally with his little mini waffle maker. Oh
2: my God. Seriously, fucking game changer. I did not know exactly what I was missing, but goddamn. They are
0: really fucking filling, though. So be care- careful of your burger size. Stupid.
2: Like, no, uh, but. Hey, what
1: was you- that chaffle burger like? It was. It was epic,
2: dude. I don't know why I hadn't fucking, like, found the shit before. It is a perfect bun. It is awesome. And He's gonna
1: uh, start making salsa jack and cheese
0: sandwiches again. I
2: already did. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you
0: You have all (laughs) that. I I am saying, though, Rusty, it is a fair amount of cheese, so if you eat one every day, you're not going to poop that much. Well, I mean,
2: you don't know what I go through as far as cheese is concerned while on the keto diet.
1: Um, There is... I don't think you understand. Savastanos couldn't even completely back him up. There was, yeah, it's like a minor inconvenience for me. Um,
2: Savastanos is like four pounds worth of cheese and a little bit of sauce on top, and boom, you've got a. Did you try full fat mozzarella? Uh, Full. I have not done full fat mozzarella. I did cheddar because cheddar goes better with burgers, and I, and all it is. I mean, I took basically your recipe. Didn't use any of the. uh, uh, the vanilla in it, I just... Yeah, know, that would be weird for a burger. Yeah, it was really weird for no, a burger. No, venom,
0: Venomum. Uh, venomum. Vanilla venom. or cinnamon in a
2: burger. Um, and I don't own any cinnamon. I just didn't pick it up. Uh, but it was just an egg, like just a little pinch of cheese. Like I, I didn't go overboard on that, right? Just egg, little bit, a bit, little bit of cheese, two tablespoons of almond flour, one quarter teaspoon of uh, of baking soda or baking powder, sorry. And um uh, and like a pinch of salt, and that's it. I mix that shit up, put it in the fucking thing, makes two waffles. P- perfect. I made I I didn't know what I was getting into, so I made a double cheeseburger basically, you know, two patties, you know, on that. Holy fuck was that like the
0: wrong wrong approach. One burger's perfectly fine with that. Yeah because the because it's all protein and not bread. Yeah. That each of those waffles is really filling.
2: Yes. So it is it's and it's actually perfect because I mean normally an egg doesn't go very far. Like one egg is kind of like, you know, sadness in a pan. Um at least for me. Um yeah. no, it's, it's, it's major normally sadness. normally two, sometimes three eggs for me because you know, I mean I'm a big guy. Um, But that is perfect. Now I can actually make, you know, I can make, you know, the eggs, you know, egg sausage sandwich. I got the eggs and I got the sausage. I'm making the fucking things. Uh, I also got the makings for uh, the savory version of that, which all that, you know, that's going to be is just to add
0: some more, you know, add some more spices to it. If you find that syrup I have, it's one carb per two tablespoons. I
2: don't do syrup because it reminds me too much of normal syrup, and I looked at the ingredients for the fake syrup and. Uh, so if you uh,
1: if you like the chaffle, a buddy up at my current place of work figured out a. Keto pizza crust that is perfect.
2: Uh, I already did that. That's you can do that on chaffles, uh, and that's what
1: I was saying. Well, you can do it on a chaffle, sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But like, and this does all, this does a like perfect thin crust pizza. I tried it; it's amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you know the canned chicken, like the canned chunk chicken. Yeah,
2: I don't. Uh, yeah, I've seen this
1: before. You, you press it, you shred it, right? Yes.
2: They have call it With, like what Fathead. I
1: think, I think that's it's sort of fathead a Fathead Pizza. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All all you needs four tablespoons of butter melted, some parmesan, a little bit of mozzarella.
2: Dude, I can make a large pizza, or I, it turns out to be a medium pizza because chicken shrinks. Yeah, uh, but um, but if you uh, if if you do instead of doing the canned chicken because that's already kind of questionable. I don't like canned meat, right? You know, so. You get yourself a pound of, you know, fresh ground chicken and you add uh, your Italian spices, some garlic, some, uh, you know, uh, some Parmesan cheese, some uh, mozzarella cheese and an egg white. Not the whole egg, just the egg white. Just the egg white. Yeah. And uh, and then you mix it up kind of like meatloaf and then you press it out onto a pan that's covered with like olive oil or, you know, the oil of your choice. And you bake that for, you know, about, oh, I think it's somewhere in the order of like 15 to 20 minutes, something like that, just so that the uh, the mozzarella cheese starts to brown on it. It'll shrink. and You take it out. You put your sauce and your toppings on it. You put it in for another 10 minutes to, you know, to cook the toppings on it, throw the broiler around so that you get a nice crisp on the top, pop that fucker out. And you're not supposed to eat it by yourself.
0: yeah i i did the uh i like jalapenos on pizza and so i added jalapenos to my mix and used full fat mozzarella in the chaffle yeah and then italian spices and then i like red pepper flakes and then a lot of extra garlic i i i love spicy pizza and i used that and then i browned it in a pan and flattened it out a little bit then i used a about two tablespoons of sauce for both of these little mini pizzas. And then I just like totally dagwooded it up. It was like sauce, pepperoni, cheese, sauce, and then pepperoni, cheese. Yeah. Pepperoni. Yeah. And then threw those in the – basically just threw it in for like 10 minutes to get it nice and melty and then threw it in the broiler for like a minute and a half.
2: Dude, the thing about waffles is it's got like – it's got flavor pockets already in it, so you can put all the flavor in the pockets, and it stays in the pockets. It's amazing.
0: I don't know. I waffles are just like the perfect. Flavor. I've made a. I made a, a grilled chicken sandwich with it the first time I made it. It was, kind of overestimated how much grilled chicken I wanted, and it was like a super like I, I just felt like job of the slug afterwards. <laughs>
1: It, yeah. It, it, it's Yeah, it's you can easy. have too much
0: protein in one sitting. It's very easy, but... Man. I would just... If you think about it and you go, I'm going to get a single burger out of this and not a full pound of meat on there, so like a quarter pound of meat on a chaffle burger or a third of a pound is about max. It's about... I get third pound burgers, so... Uh,
2: so, yeah. Doing a, a double burger was a little bit much of... Especially because I've been adding, like, you know, lettuce and tomato, and you know, I've been, you know, I've been doctoring it up just to get some extra, you know, extra veggies in my di- uh, diet. But yeah, dude, it was it was pretty freaking. Like, I I sat back, I, I sat there, and I'm like, this. Whole, why are you jumping on me, you cute fuck? Anyway, um, I uh, I sat there, and it was it was almost. Picture worthy. It, it holds together really well. I I took the extra step with the uh, with the chaffles after I've cooked them. I let them sit, and you, they normally crisp up after after they sit. Well, I was still cooking the burgers at that point, and they kind of got cold. So it's like, well, I'm gonna try the air fryer just to see what I can do with it. Uh, threw them in the air fryer for two uh, for two minutes at uh, 390, and they got like not. Like break apart crispy, but they kind of got a, you know, they got a toasty crispy. They got, they kind of got toasty and that was perfect. Oh my God. She is so happy.
0: Would you go lay down please? She's even had her weekly Benadryl. Oh my God. Anyway, um, you got, you don't realize this, but you guys are her friends.
2: Well, she really loves me. Like she fucks with me every week. (laughs) It is part of the routine now. Um now she's going to dig through her toys. Um and make noise because that's what she does. But yeah, chaffles, fucking game changer. I, I've already I've already worked out like uh chicken parmesan. That was that was a chicken parmesan chaffle. Uh I have worked out like the, the of course the the egg sausage chaffle. Uh and it's just one fried egg, one sausage on an open face chaffle. Perfect. Um, and they do reheat pretty well. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I was looking for too. Cause not, I don't always have enough time to make them, you know, right then. It doesn't take very long, maybe three
0: or four minutes per. Um, but there's the rest time and then the prep time. And like total time for me to make two chaffles is around 15 minutes, I so, think. So what I was
2: looking at is, and what I'm probably going to do sometime this weekend, is I'm going to make up, like, you know, four or six or something like that. You make them in batches of two. And then throw a couple in the freezer and see how long it takes for them to, A, thaw out and warm up in the air fryer. And how long it takes. Because I could just pop that into the air fryer, set it to, like, four or five minutes, and just, like, go do my normal morning shit, come back, and it's nice and toasty. So there is way more options now and and what really bo- what is the biggest thing about this is keto if anybody has been on keto for any length of time you just miss having handles on food and that is the that's the biggest draw
1: for bread is that it is a handle right it, especially when you just wanna have something as basic as a burger. Right. Or, or just
0: a sandwich. Or, just throw uh, it all together. Or a
1: ham and turkey sandwich or a breakfast sandwich. Right. Or
0: yeah. I'm when I'm not on keto, I'm the king of sandwiches. Right. It's the best lunch ever. It's because it's super simple. You
2: just throw it together and man, you've got I food. mean my favorite lunch is roast beef on toast. Yeah. Oh. See, and if if you're on keto, you just have roast, roast beef. beef. And that's good,
1: but... <laughs> the handle makes
0: the a difference. Handle,
2: yes, the handle definitely well, makes a difference. It
1: it's the handle, it's the mayo, it's the,
0: you know, if you like mustard, mustard. Yeah, mm. just it mixes better um, with handles. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say something super random this week, and then we can jump into this. Um, and why I was telling you, Rusty, like, be careful taking off her, her little deal. Her collar... Um, Lola has been been working on her food aggression, right? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I can get my hands in the bowl at this point and not gav her growl or get upset that I put my hands in her bowl. And that's because I've slowly introduced food while she's eating, so she knows that I'm not trying to steal her food and then she, you know, she eats from my hand. Um but what did I miss? Oh. nothing. <laughs> so anyways, um, she ate something that didn't agree with her, and it was probably because she ate, she really wanted to eat one of my pork rinds, so I let her have a spicy pork rind. And about 20 minutes later, she threw up. Yeah, of course. Um, and I was in the middle of working, and I didn't realize she threw up. She walked out of here, and I just heard, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit.
2: Everybody has heard that. That's one of the most recognizable sounds on the internet in and,
1: the world.
0: And I go out there. And she's got it's one of my the f-
1: most hated
0: sounds. Mm. All That's... her dog food right in the middle of the hallway before you get to the bathroom, and I really have to pee. And so I'm just walking past the bathroom, and she's like next to her throw up. Uh, uh, wow. Okay. And it's mostly undigested food; like she hasn't eaten any of it. I uh. looked at her. And I looked at the bathroom. I was like, "We got to come to a we got to come to an understanding here." Right. Dad's got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> and she just like. Rawr. And I'm just like, bitch, we ain't doing this. Right. Uh, and so I gave, up. Come on. <laughs> I gave her the hand signals for no and everything else. And she's like, like, don't get close to my vomit. And so I pointed at the door and started stamping my feet, which is what I do around her when I'm really upset because yelling has no effect. Right. And... She got the message and she just scampered to the door and then ran outside and I was like, "Yeah, bitch." Yes, but <laughs>
2: you showed her, <laughs> and then I cleaned it up
0: right and then gave her fresh food, but and then I have these like deer marrow bones that I bought. I spoil the fuck out of my dog. Yeah, you do. Holy shit! And they're like sixteen bucks a bag. Holy fuck! So I gave her these deer marrow bone one night, just wanting her to chill out, and then she got super 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 possessive of that thing. And she'd <laughs> she just hold it like a little cigar in her mouth and go, And then just go walking around in circles. She didn't know what to do with it. And then she'd look at me and just go,
3: brr. And
0: it's was like, what the fuck are you doing? Eat it. So now we've come up for a sign for eat it, which is you can't see because we're on a podcast. Right. Just like It's I'd i like slap my hands in the, front of my face and I, I make a sound to, to make me have a happy face. It's right. like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, like... <laughs> And at this point she understands that that's food.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's Oh my god.
1: What all I did was like give the me sign the for picture talking. of the dog in a in a high chair like she's <laughs> like she's like 10 months old
0: with daddy just sitting there going nom 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 nom. She <laughs> is my dog child. Nom 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 nom. So now I've taught her what that means and then finally she stops being possessive and then you see her like just wolfing this stupid thing down like I got to get it out of the way so I don't have to be mad. And then she comes up and she gets really, really, really like apologetic and wants to sit in my lap and lick my face and everything else. But then she like wolfed this bone down. It's not bone bone. It's just all like compressed marrow. So it's not like she's getting shards or anything. But yeah, she'll like spend about 20 minutes like tearing it apart and then she's like, oh, I'm, I'm all happy now. But when I give it to her, she just holds it in her mouth like a fucking cigar forever. And she doesn't know what to do with it because it's too high value, right? She doesn't want to get rid of it. She doesn't know where to bury it. So she just, like, looks at me and just, and then I started doing that. And now she'll, like, (laughs) munch down the bone and then feel better about herself and stop being so grumpy. Um, I've even taught her I was trying to, like, come up with my own hand signal. So you can't see it. But if, like, I walk with my fingers, you can't see me right now. She's starting to get really excited about going to a walk, oh okay, so it's you been coming, nice.
2: you were coming up with a whole nother language for your dog,
0: which is it's uh honestly, it's so that i uh been reading a lot if I can give her more discipline, she's gonna mind me better, she's gonna get better about me being gone and stuff like that, so right. all these little things I'm teaching her stimulate her right that she's learning something new and then she's getting praise for it, which also means that she chills out more, so right. She, she she
2: understands like where I'm at as far as like you know but I don't have the same gestures you do and that's and if you come up with something that's like a, a gesture that that I'm we're very consistent I'm know, very
0: consistent with them
2: yeah you're supposed to let us know what those uh, those gestures are as well so that uh, so that we can actually use the same commands when she's jumping up on me, it's either – because she, she genuinely likes to see me every week uh, and she knows that she can fuck with me uh, and that I, and she gets a reaction out of me when, <laughs> when it happens. Uh, but for the most part, I just keep her at
0: arm's length and she finally like calms down and just goes and finds a toy. Well, um, can, we can talk about it off show, but yeah, there's some – I'm super consistent with my gestures. Yeah. yeah,
2: As long as you have a language that you can speak with your dog – I mean, that is always a, uh, that, that's going to be a, a thing that you have to fucking,
0: you have to come up with,
2: especially with a deaf dog. Um,
0: so, yep. rounding this out, yep. Jason,
1: Swedish,
2: have you gotten again?
0: your Swedish fish? I
1: have my Swedish fish, so we'll get into this. Oh my God. He is like fucking
0: wait,
2: wait, 80 wait, wait, years wait.
1: old. <laughs> okay, we don't need that. There's the sound effects. Don't explode it all
0: over your chest.
2: I lost sauce today. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I made meat sauce just before the show because I pre make that stuff. And I was in a hurry to get here. And these guys and Justin was basically like, you know, saying if you can get here before a certain time. You have a half a rack of
0: ribs waiting for you, but only if you get here on time. And I'm like, are you are you I figured if I if I said it early enough and you saw the ding, you'd be like, I might want some ribs. But I was in the middle of making the sauce at that
2: moment. So I was like, fuck me. Uh so I'm um I'm running around trying to get the fuck out the door because, you know, uh food motivation is how you get a fat man to work. Uh and <laughs> I ended up dropping sauce on the fucking floor that was just recently fucking cleaned. And I'm like, fuck! You know, I turned it... Uh, I was fine until that happened and then everything went wrong from that point until I walked through the fucking door to the point where the first thing I said to Jason was, I'm going to beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker.
1: Um, And... <laughs> I mean, it probably didn't help that after as that point, we, got a we were reaction. endlessly trolling you. Yeah, fuck you. You suck. Anyway. Or a messenger. Yeah. Like, I was literally telling him I'm sitting here eating your ribs.
2: You. and one I was, at a time. I was ready to turn around. This, you don't fucking, like, you don't pull the fucking stick away. Uh, you could have been faster than that. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have fucking, like, turned the fuck around. I'd have, I'd have gone home and fucking played Dyson Sphere Program. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: speaking of things we played, let's get into our games.
2: Yeah,
0: so and this is going to be a, an episode.
1: Yeah, so this will be one heck of an episode.
0: Indeed. So, in no particular
1: order, I'm just going to start bringing up stuff and... We'll just talk about it. Almost was in playing some it. form of order here. Well, I mean, it's alphabetical, but because it's in a Excel sheet, it, because yeah.
2: everything he does is in Excel. I mean, when you're comfortable with it, you I just mean, use it's it, right? the
1: world I live in. Um, it's the world I live in too. Just not in, to your effect. <laughs> I live in chat. So, so a plague tale. I know I didn't play it, I have not played that. fucking Do you tale. know what it is? rats yeah. i do just from game pass and
2: basically i
1: i take i take that back i played through the introduction part of it and i really didn't get any further than that
0: so we're just going to lay this out that there will be spoilers here and i'm if you don't want to hear spoilers and you hear the title just hit the 15 second skip until we're to the next game it's gonna be about yeah. a minor spoiler if that um Good game. Yeah. It's a leading almost your, an adventure game. Leading your brother through waves you're, and waves of rats. Li- yeah, you're leading your brother who's terminally ill that has, like, a supernatural connection with rats. And essentially what ends up happening with – well, here's what – we can talk more about it if it makes it on the list. Should it be a top game? It's a really good-looking game. It's not a bad game. I had a lot of fun with it. It's a short enough list or short enough game that you can get through it in a couple of sessions but it's not one of the best games worth playing so if if we're gonna say like i don't know how to categorize this it's in the mid it's in a good mid-tier okay here i can even rate it i can give that game uh if it was on metacritic I'd, i'd have given it a 75 just stick with our normal one through five, <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> three and All a right, three point seven five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Move on. Yes. I had to catch myself.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, Age of Wonders, Planetfall.
0: Um, it's XCOM meets, um, Civilization. Okay. It's really cool. I didn't play it. Yeah, it's uh. It's got a lot of RPG elements. It's Um, right up your alley, though. The XCOM portion is pretty simplistic. It really just turns into find what enemy counter or what character class counters the other class. Uh And there's not a lot of direct control once you get in the battle. There's only a little bit of special abilities. Um, Definitely not as good as XCOM. Definitely not as good as Civ. Definitely cool. Worth a sale. 3.75. Really? 3.75, Three point seven five, okay. I don't think three point seven five is a bad game.
2: Okay. Well I mean when middle you, of the road when you,
0: is three or two two point five, so well no, middle of the road is three, you should put it at a sixty, right? Which is like mediocre. That's like a D minus. When you look through like top games <laughs> for the year, like to put something in perspective real quick. Yeah. Like seventies are generally good games. Okay. So, it's in the 70s if you mm-hmm. to to. That's where... If you're anywhere over a three and a half, you're in the 70s. Okay. Yeah. Fine. It's not It's not a four. It's definitely not a four. But it's All It's right. worth playing. It's not a B. It's a C. Yeah. Got it. Now, don't put grades with it because that makes it more conflated, too. Okay. I'm sorry. It's not a 4.0. Because... I mean... Let, let's go by bra no, size. No, let's... <laughs> it's, it's not a double D. It just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm don't. i not going to spend very long on it, but like in American education, right, if it's not an A, it's not worth shit for some people, right? If it's not a B, it's not worth shit to some people. Uh, but in the way of game reviews, the majority of stuff that's worth playing falls somewhere in the 70s, and then it, the greats get in the 80s, and almost nothing gets into the 90s when you look at Metacritic. Well. Almost nothing gets in the 90s.
3: Well. Witcher
0: was barely in the 90s. Well. Half-Life was barely in the 90s. Things are... XCOM 2 was in the 80s. Things tend to be in the 90s when they're like. Pull it up. Stupid fucking good, though. I okay. Mean, yeah, but like games of a generation fall in the 90s. Yeah. Games of the year can fall, oftentimes fall in the 80s. Yeah, that's fine. And that's, just, you
2: don't well, have to justify it. You're you fucking fighting for it. You don't have to justify it. it. You're fighting so, for it. No, I haven't played it. No, I I'm just. Tell you.
0: No, no. I'm, I'm not even fighting for that. I'm just saying that. Unrealistic expectations when you say, "Yeah, it must be in the '80s to make it on the list."
2: I, I, it, it could make it on the list if most people think it's fucking
1: dog shit. And yeah, I mean, I mean, should should we?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's just a to to get our rating system out of the way too, right? So we just do everything on a five point scale, right? Yep. And that's like. Fucking trash, never pick it up. We almost don't have that many
2: ones. We never... I don't think we've ever actually... We've gotten close to a one, but no. we've never actually done a one. We gave one game a one. What was that? Oh, fuck. Yeah, if you have to really think about I it, it does a couple years. Let's right. just move on. That, we've got that's like,
1: how often it's happened, but...
0: We've got anyway, like 40 games left.
1: Everybody fun. else loved it. We hated it. Yeah. Um,
0: Undertale. Undertale, that was it. <laughs> yep, there you go. As soon as you said everybody else loved it and some of us hated it, I was like, "That fucking game." I couldn't play. <laughs> so, AC Valaha, Assassin's I, Creed. Am I the only one that's played it? Uh,
2: See, yes, I, I
0: haven't. I'm only, I'm only one fifth through the game. I I can only take one Ubisoft game at a time,
2: and they seem to have put out like a shotgun smattering of Ubisoft
0: games right near the end of that year. It's, I think eventually it's going to be really good. I'm um, not in the headspace currently to play it or finish it. Um I heard yeah. it takes anywhere from 80 to a hundred hours. So I just move on,
2: but you can drink me
1: in contests. So for example, what have you thought of the concepts so far?
0: Not fair to rate it on this list. <laughs>
1: He he's he's like
0: uh, No, it's it's if, we're we're going find... to we're going to come to a couple of games where I'm also in the same category. It's just I can't put it in a category. What was cool about it though? What was what was the thing that you saw, you know, that saw that that you go to Valhalla?
2: Okay. I mean that
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean they're following the same concept of origins where there's some supernatural elements to it and in this way every time that you take a bunch of drugs, you go to Valhalla as uh, as Heimdall. Oh, okay. I mean Cool, uh, uh, <laughs> looks really good. Plays really solid. It's it's not gonna give you. What is it with fucking Ubisoft and fucking drugs, drugs
2: taking you to ascendant planes, man?
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's. Uh, I mean, it. You can favor stealth. You can favor a front, a full frontal assault. Um, it doesn't limit you either way. Both are are right ways to play. Sweet. So one doesn't really have much of an advantage of the other, but I like to start stealth and then work my way to the other. Of course. Because um, right. I like both sides of it. But it's not fair to put on a list because I haven't gotten enough of it done. Yeah. Atomicrops. I really like Atomicrops.
2: You, you have tried to, like, get me to play this game. And I so, think that I might actually enjoy it, but it's a little – it's bullet hell. But it's also a
0: unique, weird – Twist on Bullet Hell. Let me let me go through how Atomic Crops work. It's a it's a a faux sixteen bit game. It really looks like it came out on like Turbo Graphics or not Turbo Graphics, but like uh, super, Jaguar or something like that. Super Nintendo, was just... like Super Super Nintendo. It's obviously there's way more colors, but anyways, right. I digress. Um, they do some really creative things with pixel graphics to make them look fucking amazing for the boss battles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it's a really weird, quirky game that looks like it came out of A Fever Dream where you have a character. Um, it starts you out with like a 6 by 4 plot or maybe a 6 by 6 plot of ground. And then each little spot you can fill with a seed and then you grow the seeds, right? So the way the game loop works is start the day planting whatever seeds you have and then water your crops, go off into another spot on the map, kill enemies, which are usually rabbits or other weird maligations of animals and people um, with different guns come back and harvest and water your crops while fighting at the same time. And they come in waves. So it could be one. It's usually 30 seconds per wave for three waves, sometimes four. There's a lot of little weird modifiers that go into that. So like there's a haunted wave that sometimes happens and you get like witches and all sorts of other stuff Um, and big crazy monsters that come out at night. Um, but anyways, you go through the waves, and then when the waves are done, you've got three seconds to do whatever else you need to finish up with. It takes you back to town. You go back and you buy an upgrade to your weapon. You buy extra hearts. Um, you buy. You flirt with one of two characters to get additional benefits with the roses that you've grown, and then you go through three days, and then you finish the season. And the idea is to get through all the seasons, and each end of the season is a huge mega boss. And it's not the same boss every season. There's a variety that can spawn for each season. Um, So it initially started off with a single boss. You always got like this weird slug creature the first time. Now you get the slug or the earthworm. Um, Then you get another variant of creature. So it's like a spaceship or this weird tractor thing. Um, There's a uh, weird bunny on. I can't remember everything about the bunny because I don't get to him very often. Um, But I haven't played a lot until recently again. But anyways, it's a roguelike, and you every time you beat a season, you get cornucopias, and the cornucopias unlock different modifiers for your character at a certain number. So you got this little house you start off that has all the different modifiers. I've got like twenty-two modifiers unlocked at this point um, for putting about twenty hours in it. Anyways, it's it's good dumb fun, and each run or each season takes you about ten minutes. Okay, or give or take, depending on how long you spend in town. So if you're playing this on your lunch break. Like, ah, it's just good. So <laughs> this belongs in my top somewhere. Whenever,
1: whenever you get a cornucopia, does it
3: oh, wish
1: you oh, may the odds be ever in your no, favor? All right, I
0: mean, I talked at length about atomic crops boo. because I really like atomic crops. Boo, sir. Boo. <laughs> boo. So, Atomic crops is a four and a half in my book. Good. All right, okay. we got
2: it next.
0: And Borderlands three. Borderlands That's you. Did that they, is okay. A me. So
2: I mean, sure. This is another situation where Borderlands did that actually. Did that actually come out in twenty twenty? No, it came out in twenty nineteen. That's what I thought. So this is one of those situations where. The game doesn't necessarily have to come out in this year. I think there was a version of Borderlands three that came out this year. There were yeah. a lot
0: of DLC that came out this so, last
2: year. And that's yeah.
1: and that is a thing. So it, you, it came out late enough last year that I didn't play it until this year.
0: You and I
2: have actually played Borderlands 3. Jason and I have played Borderlands 3 this year. So yeah.
1: so, sir. Go. So I mean, it's more Borderlands with a couple of emo antagonists. Who'd <laughs> have thunk? Uh, I will say some of the banter between the siblings is fun, uh, but there's not enough fun banter. Yeah. Most of it's
0: the best banter they had was the Jack banter in two. Yeah, um, I'm. This yes. is nowhere near that level, so I know. Um, I was I didn't like it as much. Maybe explain to me why it was good for you this year. Do it because to be um, honest, it really wasn't. It was, <laughs> oh, wow! I didn't Damn. expect that because you put like another four days worth of gameplay okay. into that. I were you playing it with your wife, and is that what it was? Yes, and okay. I, that's I give it my special... best
1: and I will still finish it at some point with the wife. Oh, you didn't finish it even. No. No. But here well, because the wife quit playing. So um, why did she quit playing? Uh just time. Right. But so here's my thing. Why streamers? That's the thing that I said. Like that's I mean, why do they need to be streamers
2: so it it was too on the nose with the culture I think is what it you know what it was see handsome jack was kind of just a, a dickhole. yeah and and the fact that he was just unabashedly a fucking dickhole uh he was a jerk but he was also kind of funny because I mean you can't say ass stallion without breaking uh you know smiling a little bit but, but stallion. stallion but stallion. Whatever, yeah. and the uh, the
0: the, <laughs> the fact that you guys both said it at the same time though, um, the that was uh, a concept from a whole episode a million years ago, right? But, yeah, but the thing is,
2: with with those two, you know, those two being the boss kind of, and I. Uh, the whole uh, the the premise was good at the beginning like when i, think I watched uh, when i was playing through and you know the previous borderlands and they they revealed that all these other planets had vaults on them and they're like this could make it mm-hmm. much bigger and then yeah. they dropped those and two as the enemy at the you know on you at the beginning and i was like this feels I'm, cheap
1: to be honest <clears throat> i was even fine with the game through the first 20 20- to 30 minutes and then the whole streamer thing drops and it's like why the fuck
0: i think i was the fuck are we doing i think i was annoyed with the pacing um like for me a good progression game like you always feel challenged but not uh, overwhelmed or challenged but not underwhelmed and i never knew exactly where to go to get the right level of challenge in that game yeah um i i felt like i blew through it well there was a thing and then it gets to the end and then it wants you to run challenge mode and then i didn't want to play anymore
2: well the true vault hunter mode is really the only you know the only place where challenges actually placed
0: well i was i was challenged for the wrong reasons like i'd sometimes get a gun that was so underwhelming that looked cool and had cool effects but did dick yeah right or shot weird or did something where i wasn't hitting targets and like it just the billions of guns thing didn't play there
1: that's the thing there's the there's other part i didn't like the struggle for a gun like the previous two or borderlands one and two you never really struggled to find a gun that would keep up with you. Now, that said, you did find those truly epic guns that you held on way too long because they were just that epic. Um, But you never struggled to find a gun up to your level that, that really worked, that settled in with you. With this one... I struggled a lot. I had a completely different thing.
2: Um, yeah, I
0: didn't end up liking most
2: of my guns. Well, I had a I had a completely different thing. For me because I played through it twice, uh, you know, in 2019, the uh the only guns that I had were legendaries and all that I ever looked for was a legendary. So, stop. Uh the
1: <laughs> So the rarity got lost on you.
2: So there was no rarity. The thing is yeah. is
1: that there was so many oranges that happened. Yeah. That hasn't happened to me, but maybe because I've primarily been playing at co-op. Um, um that's probably where that's probably where my experience was sitting. But also the third thing about Borderlands 3 for me was the fact that Normally, it's not necessarily your primary antagonist that gives you a lot of the fun for the game. It's all the secondary characters like Tiny Tina uh, yeah like some of the playoff of Hammerlock or some of the playoff Mordecai or some of the you know some of the other characters just didn't didn't land and there were a lot of characters in this one that just did not land. At, At least all. I didn't have to play claptrap this time. Uh, I think <laughs> like like Jacobs and um
2: <laughs> the uh,
1: what's his face, the ex bandit. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, you find <clears throat> on that first planet. It I don't know. A lot of it just fell flat for me.
0: It's just it's not Borderlands one or two. I think in the order of good Borderlands it goes two one three. Yeah. And then whatever that other one was.
1: The pre sequel?
0: Yeah. Nah, the pre sequels shit.
2: Um Yeah, so Borderlands three. What's your so, uh, what what's your take on it? I what's your what's your score? It's a two. Two? Damn, damn. I'd give it a three at least. I think I gave it a I three. mean
1: I would I could give it a three on if I give a little bit more credit to the gunplay.
0: The the thing But is, the
1: thing is outside of the gunplay And the sheer looting through the the game. The
0: characters are
2: annoying. Right. So it's not fundamentally bad. It's just a bad implementation of good ideas. Exactly. Okay. It's
1: disjointed. Boom. Done. Easy. It's horribly disjointed. I give it a three. There's a lot that just falls off with that. a solid C. (laughs) Um, So we will move on to Children of Morda. You know, I like
0: that game. That
2: game is actually fucking pretty damn good.
0: Um, I think for, I've sunk 40 hours in Children of Mordor.
2: Um, I don't know if I spent that much time, I did actually get through m- the majority of the game if I I don't remember if I actually beat it. I think I got right up to the last boss.
0: Yeah, but it has a procedural way of telling the story and it's got a central story unlocked by different events that you do. Yeah. And it's got excellent narration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the narration is done really well and Bastional. it's Yeah, just yeah, i read about. It. It's like it's like a storybook, right? Yeah. About the darkness creeping across the land and then it's the children of Morta, it's like the the family of Morta. It's all about their story and them kind of turning into a family of heroes. And it's kind of done in this weird again, it's another pixel art game, but it's just really well imp- good implementation of pixel art. Yeah and the game gameplay is really fucking snappy and every character feels pretty unique in how you play them
2: like at first the you know the little girl that's basically a flame mage is really not uh isn't really super strong at the beginning but she gets really fucking strong as you go along
0: yeah she turns into a fucking maelstrom
2: yeah it's it, and i ended up playing the uh
0: the daughter that uses a bow basically uh, I was mainly using ranged characters. To uh, also set it up, too, it's kind of like a twin-stick shooter slash Diablo ga- game. With The only thing, roguelite, is the map generation is randomized. Yeah. And In- In the progression, you kind of pick the progression, but it does have a story that's going along, right? And then you can kind of replace stuff to get, if I remember right, to get coins to upgrade different tiers of your character so you got the family upgrades mm-hmm. which affects everybody so it's like stats basically like health strength whatever and then you got individual upgrades for each of the different characters yeah something like that it's you end up uh
2: there's a level up system as well I yeah think there's uh, experience so you have and to actually like- play a character for a period of time to gain experience with that character
0: yeah I ended up playing each of the characters multiple times until I got them all where I, I think I ended with every character at their max level yeah it's
2: the 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 hardest one to play is the first one you get, uh which is the the father dude,
0: but he also ends up being super fucking tanky,
2: yeah, well I mean he can use a shield and block shit, which most of the other characters are mainly dodging uh and evasion, so there's there's a lot of different gameplay each one of the char- uh, characters that you do play feels unique uh the uh challenge does ramp up quite a bit uh and it's just a fairly good dungeon crawl like it, you know it has it has that that it doctrine.
0: has this, it has its own thing too yeah. like there's just it's got a lot of elements of a lot of other games but it plays it off as its own thing yeah I, I mean the story on top of
2: it is basically the cherry on top it's it's not shoved down your throat you have to actually go and like into different rooms and you can kind of see the conversations happening between the other family members and it's, kind of figure out the world from that it's a four and a half for
0: me it's pretty good yeah i i i would agree there it's it's it belongs somewhere on a list it's uh it's not a throwaway title, no, it's
2: not a throwaway title if you get a chance to actually play that game it's 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 worth you know putting thirty four hours into and that's that's saying something for an indie, so
1: i mean yeah okay, and crying sons
0: not, nope is that just did me? anybody play it that, i did that would that would be, that that just, would be you. just you, yeah, um. Crying Suns is a really unique roguelike. Well, there's going to be a fair amount of roguelikes on here. Well, what? What? Yeah. It, you're a clone, and you're seeking out how to stop the destruction. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this up a little bit because it's been a while since I played it. But you're like replaying your way through the galaxy to discover who you are and to defeat the empire and escape the empire. Um, but every time you die, you're a clone and you come back with some of the memories that you had before which is how it does its roguelike structure. Um, You get different types of ships. It's got a kind of a grid battle system between ships, which is pretty cool. Uh, It's another pixel art game. Um, So it's kind of like uh, Halcyon in a way, and then you've got the the hex grid for the ship battles? Yeah, and you kind of like mix and match. You've got these little like fighter ships, and you kind of match their types to be the anti anti-type of the other one, and then your chips have different abilities, too. Right. Um, that plays out pretty solid. The story actually ended up being sup- done surprisingly well, and then it does a whole different variety of scenarios. So it's like FTL, sort of, kind of meets uh, FTL Halcyon 6. And... Yeah, that's that's kind of a fair comparison. It's not as good as FTL. It's a solid... It's a solid four. And it's a good, uh, good strategy. Crying for Sons it like. is really fucking cool. I really liked a lot of things about it. Yeah. I it's, just haven't tried it. <laughs> I'll have to weigh it versus the other, but it's uh, it's something you should play. I think I got it. It was one of those games that came out on uh, on Epic, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it came out on Epic, and then it, it's on, I think it's been on Game Pass for PC. Okay. Um, Children of Morta has been on Game Pass for PC, and I think it also came out on Epic, too. Yeah. So, where are you putting Crying Sons? Keep it. It was about four. Yeah, four. Okay. okay. Boop-a-doop, cool, boop-a-doop,
3: cool. Boop-a-doop,
0: boop, boop. Yeah, next week we'll get into how we hash it up between what stays stays and what doesn't yep, can't stay. Right. All right. And on to a big one.
1: <laughs>
0: Cyberpunk
1: 2077. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm going to start on this. I don't care how much shit the consoles are giving it. <laughs> That game is worth all of it. Uh okay. All the good things. Okay. None of the bad things. All
0: three of us finished it at about sixty plus hours, right? Yes. Yes. We all. I think we got two. about sixty one hours. Rusty got like eighty hours out of it. it- Jason, you got like sixty hours. Sixty seven hours. So, I mean this. I have minor – Here's let's address the elephant in the room. Okay. Um, I've listened to a lot of other game sites talk about this, and I've listened to a lot more than one podcast on this. And I think everybody wants to take the safe route that the internet hated it for how it played on PlayStation 4. They hated it for greedy investors seeing something that sold a gazillion dollars, wanted to get a little bit of extra dough out of it, and so they're starting to sue them, right? And they're looking at it as this big colossal failure for CD Projekt Red. It's not. And it's not. I mean, I was thinking I was talking to you, Rusty, or I was talking to TJ on the internet and I was like, so Skyrim had a lot of bugs it and it was a game of the generation, wasn't it? Right. I don't know for sure if Cyberpunk will be a game of the generation, I think, just because of the content and it being a linear story. But I think it was pretty fucking solid and I liked a lot about it. There the one things
2: there's there's one thing that I can say that is fairly and most people have said this. I mean from what I've heard, it's just it was just overhyped. That was, I mean, and that and it's and then it got No Man's Sky. Well, it it hasn't quite got No Man's Sky. See, No Man's Sky uh, implies that there's this redemption arc to it. To you know, it's not as as bad as No Man's Sky was when it you know when it
0: released because literally.
2: Yeah, it was we were lied to for No Man's
0: Sky. But the internet put this in a category as such, and in the internet, again, the people that you want to – here's what's happening. You guys are playing into the fact that you have some fucking crybabies that left death threats in their door and pushed them into releasing it. And instead of continuing to wait, and it's, it's your fault. It really is. I mean, it's your fault. This, Fuck you for being assholes. The, if there's anything that you know, that we got out of, I don't, I don't want to reward that behavior. That's the reason that I, I'm taking the stand I am about it, yeah. and saying, yeah, it was not ready for PS4 or Xbox. Yeah, it had bugs at launch on PC, and it pretty much has been ironed out. So, so when Cyberpunk was actually, uh, when they came out and said
2: what the actual release date was, uh, I looked at that and said, I just hope it's done because if they had, if they had delayed it and they delayed it a a number of times, uh, they had actually even said that they delayed it because, you know, the, uh, the previous gen versions weren't up to, you know, to standard, which is fine. Um, So there's two things that, that we've learned from the cyberpunk 2077 release. One Don't push the fucking developers to you know to release a game until it's ready. I mean, if you don't have a if the game's not ready, it's just gonna you know, it's just gonna flop and people are gonna bitch about it because it's not working properly. Obviously they needed more time. But it's
0: funny when you hear the
1: the, And your uh, alternative to that is if you can't if if you're not going to be able to get working right on all the console or on all the platforms all at once do not be afraid to delay a port to previous generation or whatever well and just release your game on PC and give the consoles a release date later that's not going to that's not going to work for them
2: that's the thing is then you're
1: alienating
2: a completely you know a larger set of and probably the largest set of uh, of players because most people are playing on consoles and an overwhelming majority of people were playing it on previously. But it gens. also
0: holds the record for most concurrent players on Steam at this point. It's and true. it's and it's funny because there was an interview with the Gabon where he was talking about it and he was not reflecting on the hate. He's like Yeah, this is well, it's successful. I just want to let you know that there are still more people playing Cyberpunk than anything else. Right. So, the, the, it's just, I don't want to cave into the internet hate because it rewards what they did. Right. And th- that's the other, the, the and other thing. And that's things. where I've been frustrated with a lot of reviewers lately. So,
2: if the, if the plan, if the plan was to release a game for previous gen, next gen, and PC all at once, just like should actually happen, I'm not, I don't agree with you that you should hold it back. It should all be released all at the same time on all platforms and at you know at an acceptable level, sure you're not gonna get all of the pretties on all of, you know on the last gen stuff, but then again, if you have a shit computer, you're gonna have to turn that shit down too. The problem was is that even at the lowest settings on p c it ran better than PlayStation four did, and that is saying
0: something, yeah, you because... could run it at ten eighty p on it. A... You could, a ten sixty and be just fine,
2: and th- and that's the thing. You could even turn it all the way down to its minimum settings on PC, and it would still run better than what the PlayStation Four did.
1: So
0: when I had better. your
1: ten seventy in my machine, yeah, we were running it on medium and high settings. I, if I went to if I went to low settings on everything, I got ninety frames a second. So okay.
0: So, on a 1070.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So that all, all of that aside, what we're looking at from, from this is not the Internet 8, not the PlayStation 4 because we all played it on PC. Uh, we didn't play it on any of the previous-gen console systems. So the way that I'm going to rate this is based off of my experience with the game on PC running medium to high settings because I did have a video card change in the middle of that. Um uh, absolutely same here. So so I got look, my new
0: card two days after I started playing it.
2: So looking at the game, was it fun? Did you have fun absolutely. playing it? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I had
0: a blast playing it. I think I will replay it after they do a game of the year edition. But the only thing I, holding Cyberpunk back, I think, for me, is it's kind of like a one playthrough game. You can play it with different builds and play those levels differently. But the stories not really that dynamic. That that was one of the things that I kind of
2: was disappointed with, is that you start with uh, what seems to
0: be a fairly defining choice right at the beginning of the game. And I you think know, they cut the additional feature after realizing what that would take. And
2: if they had followed through with that and made the game feel legitimately different or have three different paths, it didn't have to... Completely change all of the side quests, but if the main quest line was different for each path that you had picked up at the beginning of the game, and it just played out differently, that would have given it some replayability. That yeah, I think replay- it has oh, yeah.
0: three official endings and one hidden ending,
2: right? And what I wanted to what I wanted from uh, from the game is what, if I started as a street kid, I didn't want the first forty five minutes to be the only thing that was unique about it. You know, like I didn't want the prologue to be only unique. And that's what it is, is that if you pick Corpo, Street Kid, or Nomad, your first forty-five minutes of the game is unique, and then the rest of the game is the same.
1: Yeah, aside from some minor character interactions. Right. Yeah.
2: You know, so uh so that was a disappointment. What and and the only reason why it's a disappointment was because I had that in my head. And mind you, I was not following the hype cycle for this game, but this is what
0: I thought I was going to be getting. I I think that there should have been a little bit more variety in the way you tackled the melee. I never found and it could have been my build, I never found the mantis blades to be all that great and I wanted to be cool. Yeah. But I had so much fucking money like I could experiment with anything that I wanted. It was like Mantis blades, no, I got the fucking Hulk fists and that was what I stuck with. Yeah, I I I did the same
2: and I didn't actually play any type I, of melee character or, or... I mean, the
0: game... The Cyber Psychos are perfect for a melee character, so I had melee in my build. Right. And non-lethal was the way to go for the Cyber Psychos. Oh,
1: I stealthed the whole
0: game.
2: Well, I mean, I I did a lot of stealth, but I... And you guys so, saw me.
0: I went pure shotgun punching.
2: Right. And I said that I was going to play the game after they had done some, uh, some tweaks to it and some changes and, and patched some things because... There was bugs, I will admit, there was lots of bugs. Oh yeah,
0: my first few days I had 30 crashes. Yeah, yeah. I, and I had to dick with it to get it to unlock all my cores and
1: where the... I I seemed to have very little issue with bugs. The main bug I ran into was a common texture bug where you getting on a motorcycle if you have your view set up to third person outside of the vehicle, you stand up naked you your your clothes disappear for a second or two when you get on the motorcycle, yes. and, and then they reappear as you're driving yeah, I mean, down I, the, the road. Yeah, I mean, that
0: first day, my dick was hanging out of my pants I like half the time. Muddy. Right. <laughs> it's like, um, okay. But I will
1: say, I can agree with you on all your points, though I would say that for me doesn't necessarily impact my rating as far as what the game was. I want it on and, my list. Well, what the game what What the game was was a fair, fairly tight, linear, um, uh, traditional transhumanist type story. It's, right. It's a it's a um, bigger Deus
0: Ex. It, yeah, really. It's, it's a less gold. gold. It is Deus Ex. Right. It's a less.
1: Um, <laughs> it's got less orange in it. The. uh... <laughs> way more neon. Um, the gameplay itself is really solid.
2: I mean, yeah. especially
1: when it comes to stealth and the gunplay. Um I'm with Justin Justin on the melee, but then again, I didn't really give melee much of a try, so I'm not going to let
0: that influence my decision. I played a lot of melee. Um I basically then, used a studded baseball bat through half the game. I mean, you could get a yeah i never got the dildo yeah you could get a dildo uh, that you could fight with
1: <laughs> and then of course the environment's just great so the the only the only real minor gripe i have that will impact where i put it on my list a little bit uh maybe or maybe not is there was a point in the game In playing through it where I hit my Keanu threshold. Yeah, but
0: that's,
1: (laughs) I mean, he's got a lot of attitude. And at that point, I had enough of Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I did hit that point.
2: Yeah, he Um, he, kind of does get kind of oppressive after a while. But um,
0: the way that I look at it is, if, there's some really good stories in that game. That initial heist is really good. The end mission is really good. Yeah, some of the stuff in between yeah. was really good Shoot, storytelling. There, the, there are
1: even some of the side quests that are just gold.
0: Yeah, yeah the, the whole serial killer side quest thing was really impactful. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought those stories were told a lot better. And again, I think there's a whole world at this point that to kowtow to that popular ten opinion wants to see everything through shit colored glasses because there's a hundred thousand people on the internet that are assholes that didn't get what they wanted. I didn't, I had a lot of fun playing this game. I, I mean, there's points where sure.
2: I mean, if you take, it it is a hell of a screenshot game. Like there's a lot of like points where you could take a screenshot and it's like, you know, it's beautiful. I mean, I took screenshots, uh, you know, plenty of screenshots because we were playing around with RTX because we were looking to see what the reflections did and whatnot. Uh, and this, the there was a screenshot of me just on a random street uh, and turning RTX on and off. You could see like the billboards reflecting off of glass and things like
0: that. It was beautiful looking when it, when you have RTX on. And it is. Kind of a modern day crisis. If I had to get sixty FPS, I have to run DLSS and fourteen forty right. on a thirty eighty right. overclocked. Right, that's pretty insane.
2: It's it is. I mean, it pushes the the, the limit of uh, and you can get. It I have to push. a
0: unicorn card, and you have a unicorn card. Right. And I still can't run it 4K 60 with and, ultra.
2: Right. And I, and I had to actually
0: put DLSS I've, on to make you know make it the work. The only but, way to get that I found out is to SLI 23090s. Yeah, and that's not happening. And who has that kind of money? Nobody nobody well, does. Not a lot of people. Um not unless we got into GameStop. <laughs>
3: GameStop.
0: Well, that's another thing. Um wish but, we could talk about it today. We don't have time. Right. Everybody's seen it.
2: The yeah. um the the brass tacks, though, Cyberpunk is not the shit game that you see on the Internet. Most people that are hating and the vocal minorities that are, you know, that are vocal minorities on the Internet. Those are the people who were overhyped for a game uh, that didn't, you know, that were disappointed by what they got or the people who simply couldn't play the game but still really want to and yeah. that was and and that's the level of disappointment that you get is the people yeah. who have only a PS4, they don't have a gaming PC, they don't have the PS5 because that's impossible to get to. Um so they just want to play the game and because of that they're disappointed and they're going to be vocal about yeah, it. Yeah, I have a yeah.
0: pretty close friend of mine who just day after day was complaining he couldn't get a refund and I'm talking about a 45-year-old man who's a gamer who just Was so fucking disappointed that he couldn't get it to run without crashing or being absolute shit. Yeah. I
2: mean, if once you get the game to run, the game is a good game. (laughs) It does have its shortfalls. Like it's fairly, it's very linear and there's barely any replay value at at the moment. But just like any other game that, uh, that either comes out too early or has a lot of bugs. And honestly, if you just look at, you know, CD Projekt Red's past, and see what uh, Witcher Three went through when it released, and what they've done to that game I, everybody's afterwards.
0: For, everybody's already forgot that,
2: right? Well, Witcher Three did not have a uh, a stellar launch. It launched as a good game, and it still had bugs to it. They fixed the bugs, and then they released some of the best DLCs for a game ever made. And that has elevated Witcher Three to some fucking holy grail level that everybody looks to. And even internally, C Project Red says, Well, we made it happen with uh, Witcher
1: 3. Well, you know, and, so and to be honest, most of that's even based on blood and wine. Right. Well, not even necessarily the other DLC for Witcher 3. Yeah, Blood
0: and Wine's great. Yeah. So um,
2: so give Cyber uh, if you haven't been able to play it. Or if you have been shitting on that game or haven't completed that game, set it aside. Let CD Projekt Red fix it because you know they will. They kind of have to at this point. Yeah, they got a safe face. Uh, and, you know, and pick it up later on 2021. And, you know, by that time, they'll have some, you know, they'll probably have some DLCs because they did put out a uh, a roadmap for uh, for the game. And that's kind of one of the goals. Let him, you know, let them fix it. It's only been a month. You yeah. know, it really has only been a month. And let them get it, you know, you know, let them fix that shit. Play it yep. again. For me, it's a solid 4.5. I'd agree with Jason. Okay. I, I, I would say, yeah, 4.5 because of the bugs. But as soon as yeah. they
1: fix the fucking bugs and add a little bit more to the game. It easily could rise yeah, further. That easily increases. Um, so, moving on, because we still got a lot of lists, and I'm going to have to start timing us on each one of these games. Well, Cyberpunk uh, was big, so. Yeah. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic.
0: <laughs> that's another one that's going to take us a second. Okay, well, so Deep Rock
1: d- is great. Deep Rock
2: Galactic was a surprise hit for me.
0: That's a 4.75. 4.75 easy. It's it's one of the best multiplayer games we've ever played. It's PVE. It changes the environments. You have random missions. We now have figured out that those missions are cycled on a server and not on our side. Right. Which is actually kind of cool. Um, it's tuned well. Even the weird uh, alpha version we're playing right now because we've gotten that deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is tuned pretty well and tunes daily that I found out on the version, on the experimental that we're on. Yep. Constant support, constant updates. Um, We've got two biomes coming out here next week for, for reals and an official release. Great. Um, Essentially it's starship troopers mixed with kind of like Minecraft with procedural generation of environments with, um, progression Does- gated by the minerals that you mine and the gold you get to buy that progression. And then you yeah. get each character to like 25. What it's missing is a full end game right now. like, we've got Pretty the deep much. dives. We, we know that we can continue to get over clocks, which are the different weapon buffs that make them even better. Yeah. Right. But the draw right now is the think- cooperation playing through that, but it's still good. Yeah. I it's think that- legitimately fun every single time we touch it. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it feels fairly fresh, even with just a few new modes. I mean, switching up your, you know, so su- switching up the class is surprisingly, you know, unlike Destiny, which has five strikes. Right. Um, there are five <laughs> modes where the levels change every time. I and mean, sometimes we get shit rolls in the levels, and it makes it incredibly hard. And sometimes we don't. That's
2: an that, and I think that's one of the challenges that I enjoy about that game. It. It's random, but you you could you could drop into an on-site refinery uh, mission, which basically has you uh, running pipes from a centralized hub to a oil jack or an oil pump. Basically, and, yeah, essentially. But those oil pumps could be fucking somewhere in the ceiling, and the uh, and the the hub is at the you know at the bottom of the map, and you have to figure out how to wind that shit up to. Uh, to the and Jax. then you can ride it
0: like a roller coaster.
1: Yeah, uh, I and mean, yeah. <laughs> there's just something oddly satisfying about feeling like feeling like Gimli with a flamethrower and two drilling arms.
2: The drilling going
1: up against a bug planet from Starship Troopers. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's like... There's all the crazy cosmetics that you can buy, not with... Well, there's a couple of real money packs.
1: I mean, I didn't feel like I was really playing the game until I could buy a beard.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: I mean... <laughs> yeah, because he's got a naked chinian when he starts out.
3: <laughs> it he
0: looks like a human toe. He <laughs> does. You look like a knuckle.
1: Yeah. Um, I went from toe <laughs> to dirty Q-tip real quick
0: yeah like it gets it gets the cosmetics are fun um the stupid dances are fun the you yeah you can play a jukebox and they you, do these dumb you dances s-
2: you start your fucking uh you you start your mining
0: day with a beer because i mean yeah you're a you've dwarf. got you get beers that just do goofy things while you're in between levels or you because it's got a like a hub for social hub, basically. For can the, we pop right. of gold? You can play it by yourself, though it it's decent, but definitely not as engaging so as playing it with somebody I, else. Right. I, the I tried reason that it's, a little
1: bit. It is. Here's significantly what, harder to play it by
0: yourself. You get good with Bosley, which is the robot cu- uh, coupon companion. Cu- cu-
2: coupon robot coupons, but. What it does,
0: the reason it's better with friends is you get more traversal methods with more than one person. And and that fuck you moments. And more opportunity to solve things differently that way. And that's why the multiplayer makes it better. It's not just because you're with a friend. It's because I've got an engineer who can make platforms. And then Rusty's got a scout that's got a zip line. But Rusty can't zip up and stand on nothing on the ceiling while he mines stuff on the ceiling. He needs a platform. Right. And he must have an engineer for that. Um, same thing with Gunner. Gunner makes these huge zip lines, which, on their own, they're they're not bad. But it definitely helps if you have a driller with you too to help get some of those random ass minerals and make sort of a platform or
3: right. make
0: a dwarven stair in a big circle with the drills or get go straight to the objective because have, that happens. We have to we have to d- describe what a dwarven stair is
2: because that's a thing that we came up with.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's basically when you drill up or you mine up at an angle and create stairs so you can get to the next area. Dwarves have short knees, right, and so they <laughs> can't a, jump very high.
2: That's another joke that we
0: uh, that I
2: started. Actually, I just like goddamn my dwarven knees because sometimes <laughs> you, yeah, you there's places where you can kind of mantle and get up to a different level uh, or a different like section of area. Um, but sometimes it doesn't mantle quite right. Or if there's like a block, uh, or a, a piece of a terrain that's above you, you won't mantle. So it, you'll fall down and it will be like, God damn, my dwarven and knees. And if
1: you don't have an engineer that can shoot platforms, you're, unless you have a driller, you're pretty much stuck with trying to pickaxe yourself stairs.
2: Right.
0: Which takes four ever well especially, and once you get used to having a driller it's really hard to go back to digging the old way i'm just going to say that and
2: especially yeah. when you've got waves upon waves of enemies coming at you yeah. uh
0: it's it's a puzzle solving game it's a combat game it's a, it's a first a, person shooter it's a greed game yeah um but you have you're not getting random rolls well you get random sort of random rolls with the overclocks so you're you get a roll to get one of the choices you yeah. don't pick the overclocks but then you got to spend your minerals and gold to buy the overclock it's it is a very very solid game that
2: that snuck up on me because when you said you got to play deep rock galactic and I'm like okay let's try this and then I played it solo like two or three missions and I'm like I don't see the I don't see the draw and then then I started playing just with you just with one other person I mean you could have four people in a group but I was just playing with one other person makes a complete difference in how that game plays.
0: It's mostly the puzzle solving changes because of the cooperative play. Yeah. So yeah.
2: that is
0: it's it's so it it's it's, it's so just worse. And now it. they've just added basically like WoW styled bosses where you have different basically uh, different S- different phases. Phases. Yeah. So they got phase bosses now is the next thing they're doing. So that's and I see that more of uh
2: that's kind of a hint cuz this is still it's still early access or is it
0: full release? It, 1.0 they called it 1.0 as of May. Gotcha. So it, it's a full release but they're still adding new things to They've it. They've added two major updates this year. Yeah. And and that is it can only get better from here and we that had, is I like? think the deep dives were added after 1.0 and then the uh Modes added, so it used to be my uh that's gonna get too specific, basically, the pipes mode was a new addition right, and the drill dozer was another addition
2: okay if so this so hear me out if they add a third weapon to each dwarf, that would make things like you would have a number of different builds actually just spawn from that right now, each dwarf has. Two primary weapon, two primary weapon options, and two secondary weapon options. They need to add
0: a third, another tool for traversal.
2: If they add a tw- see, if they all they have to do is just add extra stuff to it. If they just pepper it with with extra, you know, extra stuff, you've got whole new builds, whole new ways to actually
0: traverse,
2: whole new. You know- well, it's
0: just I think for like combinations. So like, let's say that you want a scout that's more combat focused, or a scout that's better at. I don't know a different format reversal, right? Like, then you're not, then you don't pair with an engineer as well, right? Like, maybe you pair better with the drill, the driller, or something, you know? Right?
2: Yeah, it's some, you know, something along those lines. As long as, as long as they continue to innovate on this
0: idea, it's going to just continue to get better. It's just, it's a game that's always in progress, but always solid. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's um, move on. What's your
2: What's your so, ratings?
1: Oh, four seven five. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I you mean, know. that that is surprisingly good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so moving on.
0: Game both of you played. Doom Eternal. I just wasn't in the right headspace for it. <laughs> and I didn't finish it. I've watched and listened to the majority of the music. Um, but I haven't played enough of it for me to give it a rating.
2: So Doom Eternal for me was... um on game pass it's well it's it's on game pass
0: PC game pass too. it is
2: it is very very well optimized on PC uh, exceptionally well optimized uh, the the biggest draw for uh, for doom is the fact that it's doom um, I still think 2016 is better 2016 in a lot of ways is better uh, doom eternal basically turned the speed up so it's Doom 2016 with an over uh, like overcharge with a turbo with a turbo yeah it's because there's a lot in more 2016
0: was already pretty fast for me
2: well with when you get the double dash and the in midair yeah double dash in midair which looks really weird in hindsight but then again double jumps kind of are weird anyway um you get the you know the double dash and then you have the chain hook for the shotgun which basically a lot adds a lot of traversal for the doom guy right um the later levels get hectic as fuck uh and they throw so many different kinds of enemies and you cannot stop for one second you cannot be Stationary for any length of time um which is fun in one you know in one way and exhausting in a completely different way, and then there's of course the marauders, which is an enemy type that basically wants you know, makes you want to throw your fucking computer out of goddamn window sometimes. Uh that's so a melee character, right? The marauder is kind of a melee character or melee enemy, but he can only be shot at certain points when his eyes flash if you get too close to him, he'll pull a fuck uh, he'll swing his axe at you, and if you're too far away, he'll pull out a shotgun and shoot-, shoot your ass um and he dodges around all the fucking he's basically just the hardest thing to kill on the you know on there like you know barons of hell are easier to beat than that guy and that guy just he's there to fuck with you um so he's the most hated enemy of all of the fucking enemies like I'd, i i I'd, I'd fight a fucking full room of uh, of barons of hell before i'd wanna fight one of them fuckers because they're just they just anger me um but that game is not on a lot of people's lists, <laughs> honestly, uh, which is kind of surprising.
0: It wasn't... You liked it fairly well, though, right?
2: Yeah, it, it wasn't, like, perfect, but it's so well-tuned. If it wasn't for the Marauder, that, you know, that one enemy type that just pisses me off, um, that game would have... Uh, that would have stuck the landing for me. Um, I, I'd I'd say that it's, you know, it's it's in the 4 range i'd say it's like like 4.25 something like that 4 and a quarter yeah
0: cuz i mean it's a great game it's not 2016 but it's still good
2: uh, and i and i started playing it again fairly recently got about halfway through it it's it's it tries for a story and it's
0: kind of i think where it falls i there was a lot of debacle around Mick Gordon with this game and i do follow Mick Gordon fairly regularly um, since Doom 2016. And then I realized he did the Prey music and a bunch of other stuff, Prey 2 anyway. And he didn't get to do the final mix on a lot of stuff, and so the music isn't as dynamic as it was in the last game. And I don't know if that's a fault of the programmers or Mick or what happened with the contract or whatever, but he kind of got kicked out of the project, which is a real disappointment to me. Yeah. Um, But I will say, like, the guns do sound better in this game. Um, The environment design is pretty interesting. But it didn't quite have the same hook for me that the last one did. Yeah, which is why I have tried and then fell off. And now that when we got closer to the end of the year, I was like, "Am I gonna finish it?" I was like, "No, I'm." There's other things I want to finish before game of the year anyway, and it didn't catch me enough for me to drop it in my list. Does it drop in your list then?
2: It's, it's there. It is, it's there. I want to talk about it because not a lot of people have like okay. it, it just kind of got brushed under the rug cause it was fairly early, uh, 2020, but, um,
0: that's fair. It, it.
2: It's just, it, it's there because it needs to be said. I mean, it is a good game. It's just, it didn't hit all of the right notes. Okay. Fair
1: enough. Move uh-huh. on. So you missed destiny. I did that on, um, purpose i'll get back to it fuck you i'll get back to it fuck you um (laughs) do it you won't do it do it you won't no i'm mixing it up a little bit just get more people engaging uh ghost of Toshima, tsushima oh
2: my god whatever it's it's ghosts
0: i (laughs) can't pronounce it ghost of tsushima is great
2: I loved it.
0: I have it on a on on the table. So, Jason, why is this game beat like almost everything on the list? Because it has. You
1: think about all the game mechanics for everything you've played the the last few years. It's kind of a, a kind of a third person. Uh, sneak around game, whether it's Far Cry or it's or you think about um, shit,
0: shit. Um,
2: words, use your words.
1: <laughs> my words left my brain. I've or got I something. Be I've got something to struggling. say that really
0: does uh, strike a contrast to a lot of other games like that. So I've played Neo. I've played Sekiro, and yeah. those games were tuned on the hard. To a place where I didn't know the right strategy to be successful. Oh, or or Shadows of Mordor, that's where I was going okay. to go. And it's an action game that doesn't fight you to play it. I got pretty good with the parries on it, because the parry window is a lot more sheer than it is on a Neo or on a Sekiro, because Sekiro with even any input lag, like, fucks you. I didn't get past the second level in Sekiro. I beat the piss out of fucking Ghost of Tsushima, because... It's a lot more arcadey. It, at that time, I did not want an, an crazy difficult game. There are parts of it that are harder, but it plays in a very fun arcade way. It tells a decent it story. It looks fantastic.
1: It it tells your classic samurai story that you're used to seeing in uh, in any of the old samurai movies.
0: Some of it's a little bit All- predictable.
1: Oh yeah, there there's a lot of predictable because it draws very heavily on those themes, but of the Kurosawa films and
0: I but, you know what I I want to oh. say something that contrasts a lot of people what I've been hearing. It a lot of people are saying it didn't do enough new. Well, Doom Eternal did a lot new that I didn't like. I wished it was Doom 2016. This did picked a lot of things that worked for other games and blended it into its own thing. Yep, and that's. Why it works for me,
1: and here's a here's a big plus here's a big plus to that game you do not feel diminished for taking the time to go do uh a lot of the side quests and here's why Yours, they are so well integrated into the main storyline of the game that it doesn't feel like you're diverging off of that path to do them. How many hours do you think you put in that game? This guy. It was damn close to what I put in Cyberpunk, so somewhere between 60 and 70 hours. And
2: that's hours. saying
0: something for Jason.
2: It is, actually, for him to put
0: 60 hours into a game. I mean, For superhumans like Rusty who could actually do that in three or four days... I could do that in a weekend. yeah. For me. I, I jason mean, did it in a week and a half right
1: yeah i mean i and that was with nearly completing all of the side quests Maybe there was jason. a point where i stopped doing side quests so i could get the game to rusty that he ended up not playing um <laughs> yes rusty i'm are you I'm, salty I'm, I'm pointing the finger at you are you salty?
2: Look, I have I, I have my reasons. It's a really I, good game. I
1: don't have a dune. I have a mountain. That's fine. You can live with your Thank mountain. For that salt. Um I this this game hit a lot of excellent points. The gameplay is like Justin said, fairly basic. But at the same time you can uh, the game does a good job of scaling with you. So there are points where you do, as you're leveling up, where you do feel like a complete badass. But when it needs to, it reminds you that you are not nearly as badass as you think you are. I just, um, I just
0: think, I just to bring it in, Dark Souls. Darth, ah! There's a part of me that still misses that stuff. And I almost downloaded the remake of one again. No. Um, but... Because I was missing the fact that I couldn't play Demon Souls this year. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't really want that last year. Last year was a hard year. It was. Last year was a very hard year, and this year is not proven to be that much better. But Boop. last year needed a game that had a lot of familiarity. It was like a warm <laughs> blanket, right? It, it was, was like. It was like just being in your little cocoon. And you're like, I'm familiar with a lot of these systems. I really like ninjas and samurais. I really like samurai movies. I really like pretty graphics. I really like samurai swords. I really like, you know, feeling like a badass. And I really like occasionally not having to think about what I'm doing and clear a bunch of nodes and then come back to the main story. Yeah. And it did all those things in a familiar way that was different enough to... I don't know. Sucker Punch just kicked it out, of, knocked it out of the park. Yeah,
1: it, it
2: looks it good. does it, it I, looks better than it I
0: should did. for last generation hardware.
3: Mm-hmm. It really
1: and looks. so, this game also did one thing that, um, that I feel like uh, did a whole lot better than most games like it, and that is when you went to go hide in the grass. Mm. Uh, unless you're just wearing one of those annoyingly too large farmer hats, mm. you actually look like you're hiding in the grass. That's true. It, it's not It's not that superficial. I can still see half of my body. Why does this guard not see me? Aloy.
0: Yeah, Aloy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> um just because your hair's red and matches the top of the fucking grass doesn't mean you
1: blend in Aloy. <laughs> <laughs> Rise of Zero is um, pretty good. <laughs> you actually feel like you're hiding. You actually feel like you're really sneaking. And the game, there are parts of that game, there are certain missions that do make you pay heavily for not sneaking properly.
0: Yeah, I liked um, I liked being a ninja and then kind of popping out of the shadows to finish off the rest. And I really yeah. like the dual system. Oh, the dual system got, is great. I used this. I got the perk that gave you like the extra slot and wore the armor that gave you the extra dual slot, mm-hmm. and what that would let you take out like six. It would let you serve as six men yeah. at a time. So
1: they're showdown slots, right? So as you, as you approach a remaining group of enemies or you approach a stronghold. You can actually call them out, right? And just walk
2: up like a badass
1: and to the gate and be like, "Yeah, you? exactly." And one of them will walk out to greet you, and then you have to and, and his if arm you, off or whatever. And if you per, and if you perform the the quick time event correctly, and you have the right armor and you've purchased the right perks, you can completely slaughter. You can completely eviscerate and eliminate up to four enemies at one time.
0: I think it goes a little bit further. It, I think it goes up to five max. I don't remember, but I remember, I do remember, I remember thinking that I would I just was, start that way in almost every instance when I got sick of sneaking. Yeah.
1: Um, I, the, there's just not enough good I can say about this game. This is easy. This was easily. And not running into any bugs or or anything game-breaking, it this is easily a 4.75 or a
0: 4.8 for me. I'll ride with you on a 4.8, honestly. Ghost of Tsushima is, like, one of the best things I've ever played on PS4. It,
1: it is so solid.
2: So solid. I have the best game just sitting on top of my PS4 right now. It is one of the best games on PS4. I haven't turned my TV on in two years. I'm seeing how long I can draw that out. <laughs> I have no good excuse for not playing this game. This
0: game is totally in my hands, and I have a PS4 that works. I just haven't. To a man who seems to like a lot of things Japanese culture, it's really weird that you haven't touched it. It's it's not... And you ain't going to get a PS5 anytime soon, just saying. It's Well, I mean, I'm going to continue trying, but the... um. Like There's, we said the other night, that's going to feel a lot like getting another 30 series card. I,
2: I, and I've already kind of walked down that path once. Um, the, um, uh, I don't have a good reason for why I have not actually turned this thing on. Um, uh, mainly I've been in focused on a couple of different things. So I don't know. I've been, uh, I can tell you right now, I'm really trying to justify my 3090 by playing just PC. Uh, that's probably a large portion of what's going on right now. Um,
1: Rusty still justifies it. It just doesn't dollars. explain it before that. So... <laughs> keep, keep <laughs> while rolling. you were hunting for that 3090. So, speaking of PC games, you can play on your 3090. Beyond try. Light Destiny 2.
2: <sighs> okay. I so, bounced
0: off of it again.
2: So... So Destiny I
0: really bounced off of it after I figured out the limited amount of stuff that I'd have to do to grind out what I wanted. Right.
2: So so Destiny sorry, is sorry,
0: TVGP, I know you guys love this game.
2: Destiny Beyond Light. Um it is more Destiny. The problem that I have mostly with Beyond Light is uh is Sunsetting, uh where they went and Basically invalidated all the work that you do uh, or did in previous seasons or your collection of guns because a lot of people had a lot of guns just sitting around in you know, in their vault and they had their favorites, right? But they always had an option to go back to, you know, pick up a certain type of gun or there's a uh, like a hand cannon I liked, but I don't use all all that often or I use for PVP only or whatever. Um They When they sunset weapons, they basically, you know, put a lifetime for the usefulness of a certain weapon. Uh, And that made me go through my vault and dismantle about, oh, I don't know, three quarters of the guns that I had in my vault because they were not useful for anything. It invalidated a lot of your
0: progress is what it felt like. So
2: it was a lot of – it was a lot of basically – I don't know. It felt like I was deleting time. And that's, and that is, <laughs> damn. That is the, that is the worst feeling that you can have in, you know, in any game is that you go through and you delete items and it's just like, I worked, I gra- it was, I did fucking hundreds of strikes trying to get this thing. Or, or for the, for instance, there was, um, uh, it's, not the greatest scout rifle in the game mind you but anybody who's played destiny you know in the last couple years understand knows the name randy's throwing knife it was a scout rifle that was you know only a reward for getting scout rifle kills in pvp you had to like get a, a large number of scout rifle kills like like 200 or something like that that's a lot of pvp it's like getting 200 kills in pvp takes time but you could only do it with a scout rifle and scout rifles have never been a meta uh, meta like everything else is more powerful than a scout rifle in -hmm. pvp so that's like 50 matches it was way more than that uh, to be able to get that, and I you it's had probably more like two hundred and fifty matches. You had one season really to actually get that, so about three months. Um, and I was able to grind this out and had the scout rifle, and it was basically like one of those trophy items that I had in you know you know had in my uh vault. I could pull it out anytime I wanted to and be like. You know, yeah, I killed you with Randy's Randy's throwing knife. I
1: have this rifle,
2: and it's and it was one of those guns that I was like, okay, I could just pull out when I want to. It may not be the best weapon for what I do, but it's kind of unique. It was full auto. It was you know, it was decent, fired fast, but didn't hit very hard. It was. it, It had a name to it,
1: so it's a slightly more accurate assault rifle at that
2: point. But the thing about. Randy's throwing knife was is that it was it represented, uh, you know hundreds of matches of you know of PvP, which I'm not a big fan of PvP in Destiny anyway, and I had and it was all of a sudden totally
1: useless. I so I cannot believe that you didn't look at that and go, ah, this is PvP. I don't care.
2: And there was some that I did, you know, that I didn't do, right? I didn't do the sniper rifle one in the same season. But it was just that. So, sunsetting, big, big minus for me. It was like, just like I said, deleting time. Um, The, you know, the story of uh, of Destiny has progressed further. And, you know, and the story does... Get better, like it has been getting better y- you, you know uh you know expansion over expansion, but the seasons themselves kind of feel dry, like there's a lot of dead space in between story beats um so gotcha. it's it just becomes a grindy game at so, that point,
1: so not enough story content fast enough, gotcha, and where would you put it? though what rating would you give it
2: i uh a 3 So Destiny Destiny fits into the bill of one of the best gunplay games I've ever played. Its gunplay is far above pretty much every other first person shooter. It's fun to shoot in that game. But the lack of anything, you know, anything new, the removal of a lot of the old and the tightening of the amount of strikes that's available down to like five uh, makes the replayability of that game really really shallow so I would have to give it about a
1: three Um,
0: that's pretty pretty brutal pretty brutal it's
1: it's, yeah I'm going to do this really quick uh, because I did play uh, some of it uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot oh you buddy Oh, me. Um, it looks good. It's basically restoring, retelling the Dragon Ball Z series. It It's a good fighter. If you've played one fighter game, you've played most of them. Um, controls are really tight. It is, but I ended up stopping after a few hours because... Well, all I'm doing is replaying the series, and at the time, that really wasn't fun for me.
3: Hmm. Um,
1: So, I'll give it a three just because the gameplay is good. I just, you know, wasn't interested in replaying Dragon Ball. Well, I would just watch the anime. Yeah. Pretty much easy. Pretty much. Um, So, we'll move on. Exit the Gungeon. Is that also you? That is also me. Um what's the difference more... between that
0: between that and Enter the Gungeon? Because I've played Enter, none. but I haven't
1: none. I mean story beats basically. Really? That's about it.
0: Well, I thought the that gameplay was like some...
1: didn't really change.
2: I
0: never got that game's really hard. Well, Enter the Gungeon was, was hard. Exceptionally hard. Um I think I've only gotten as far as level four on that game. Yeah. There was nah. there's better bullet holes. That's and, and I mean I understand I guess the... tuned. It. I mean, it. That, end of the other takes uh, like two hours to get into a groove where you're not dying in twenty minutes. Yeah.
2: And yeah. Having access to some of the better no, guns early on makes things. It would I, make things a little easier. Right now, I it's prob- all
1: like nerf guns. <laughs> I probably would. This is a game I would not have picked up had I not um, gotten it through Epic, really, really, really cheap at one point. Um, I don't know. It's just it's more Enter the Gungeon. It's more Bullet Hell. I didn't really see enough different with it to keep playing it. Okay, so it didn't
0: make an impression on you, and you're the only one no. that played it. So
1: the rating is all so, you. I'm just going to give it a three. I'm just going to sit in the middle on it. That's fair. Um, Frostpunk. I played a lot of Frostpunk earlier this year it, or last year.
2: I mean, I played maybe a couple like maybe a couple hours of it. I mean, it's more of a you game than me game because it's more of a strategy game than, you
0: know, than anything else. It's a different kind of strategy. It's a strategy survival game and so like the DLCs change some things up. So I can't remember the name of the DLC off the top of my head, but one of the DLCs has you working through summer um to build up your technology before it gets shitty. And then of course you got the standards Frostpunk game, which is building through a progressively worse winter. Um, and it randomizes its progression fairly well. Um, so every run feels unique. It also, you can play through a game in like four hours plus. Um, there's an endless mode, there's different scenarios besides the DLC scenarios. Um, I think it's really solid, and it has a. It's a. It's a little bit depressing to play during a pandemic. So it it, just... it really is. It, if you see it that... was kind of the wrong game for that part of the year for me playing it because I started playing it early, and then we went home, and then I had to stop playing it for a while. No, oh, oh. um, but I really do like that game a lot, and it's been uniqueness as a colony sim slash survival sim. Send the children to work. Solid four. Solid four.
1: <laughs> Send the children to work. Okay. Do it. All right, um,
0: Gears Tactics. That's all you, Justin. It um is. I say that it's not – I bounced off it for all the wrong reasons, but I don't think that I need to rate it. It just – I think I need to give it another shot. Yeah. So I don't want to rate it. Um, you had me rating Doom Eternal on there. I think you need to take that off because I can't – I don't think I can rate it. Okay. I only have two hours in Doom Eternal. Oh, yeah. You you need to get further than that. I have maybe five or six hours in Gears Tactics. You haven't even got to the point where you can dash. Gears Tactics, (laughs) I had to uninstall at the time because I didn't have enough hard drive space to play something else. That's why I bounced off. Okay. It's a 50-kick install. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next. And then uh,
1: Journey to the Savage Planet.
0: Hmm. Kind of a a unique game, kind of adventure, uh, exploration, sort of survival game. On its face, it has really strong, I had a really strong affinity for it and its humor style. And then I kind of just wanted to get through it. It's about a solid three and a half. Okay. It doesn't belong on my end of the year list. It's worth playing if you get it on Game Pass or you pick it up on a sale. It's not really an amazing game. Okay. All right. Last of Us 2. Fuck. Am I the only one that's really
1: played it, right? Uh, no, my wife and I have played a good bit of it. I, I can got, say
0: I'm probably about two-thirds through it. So, do not overspoil it. I'm to the Rat King, and I know there's a little bit more gameplay after that. Um, It is a hard game to play yeah, in I'm, 2020.
1: I'm just starting that mission. That's where I'm at. So.
0: Who are you playing right now?
1: Um, shit, I
0: don't remember. It's been about months. Did since you get I... to the second character? Yes. Okay. So, here's what I don't like about here's what I don't like about Last of Us Two. Aside from just being wrong time, wrong place, wrong year to release, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> um, they really work hard for you to not like Ellie. And I liked Ellie, and -hmm. then they start pointing out all the things she did sucked, and that puts me in a really weird spot, and they want me to kind of identify more with the other character. Right. And that puts me in a weird spot because I wanted to like Ellie more. I think that- And that that, that pitting the two characters against themselves. Again, when you go through like paying attention to what a major game reviewer says about not having enough new versus- Paying yeah. attention to what works. They is they. It's two games packed into one, so it's they, two fifteen-hour stories. Yeah, it really felt like they
1: were trying to, trying to change Ellie from the character you were empathizing with the most to a fucking psychopath monster. To, yeah, to basically the largest dick hole on the planet.
0: And you get why her motivations are like when you get through the, through the the scene where she starts her warpath. Oh yeah. Like Holy. every normal person identifies she... with that. And then it makes you say, but here's all the consequences of those actions, which I get the meta story, but I, I liked this. I liked, the, I identified, I'm going to say this and you know, Jess, if you're hearing it this far in, maybe you'll identify this with me too. Or at least, I don't know, give you a different perspective of my view of things like taking care of uh, my fiance's daughter. Put me in a really different headspace, right? Yeah. Taking care of um Spencer for a while. Put yeah. me in a different, like, dad headspace. Right. And so the Joel story of not having a biological child but taking care of a child, like, put me in a completely different headspace. And obviously you don't have biological mm-hmm. children too, but you're still a dad, right? Yep. And so, you know, I haven't adopted either of these kids, but, like, I've been their a form of dad to them and, And it put me in a different headspace. So identifying with Joel, there are irrational decisions that you'll make as a father, even if they're not for the greater good. They're always going to be for who you want to protect. And even though the decisions he made at the end of Last of Us 1 were really bad for humanity, there is no parent that would have killed their kid for the greater good. There is no – there's no like – even you know unless you get into biblical senses or weird mythologies like you're not, there's no father it would be like okay well you're the cure for this plague so i'm going to kill you right yep. nobody but- and it, and it wants to play off like the greater good thing in this one and then she discovers that and that really upsets her that he didn't sacrifice her essentially and i get from her immature sense but like, understand, there is no father in the world that's worth their salt that would do that, right? Yeah, the, the, the paternal instinct is too strong. So, uh,
1: as much as he tried to think of her as a package to be delivered at the beginning, yeah. So, I mean, for me, Last of Us Two it four and a is quarter. still a four and a quarter. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there there is a lot of good to that game that gets overshadowed by the fact that um i think they took some wrong directions in the storytelling if if i could say one thing about that game is that naughty dog i actually feel like made some bad decisions when it came to that story so far
2: and it was released in the
1: worst time yeah way too depressing (laughs) for 2020. Um, so, moving on, Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries. I played a little bit of it, but I can't really rate it based off
2: of what I played.
0: I'm working on my second playthrough um, again. Um, almost gave up on it. I will say it is really shittily optimized for ray tracing, so don't do ray tracing and you know, have a blast. Um, it is not an amazing game. It is a really good Pokemon grinder game, and it Looks pretty cool. The mechs play pretty cool. I have a lot of fun with light mechs and heavy mechs and super heavy mechs and all the other mechs. Um, there are a lot of really decent mods that just work uh, through the Epic Store. And yes, I'm playing the Epic version. But there's a handful of mods that just install. The That's the first game on the Epic Store that has mod support. And so they just have a page. You just click on it it installs. Most of them are like even below a megabyte. They just alter things in the I. and eye. Um, and have our handful of graphics or whatever, right? Just to balance things, rebalance things. Yeah, the voice acting is shit. Um, The story is kind of shit. The draw to that game is you can just load up random missions, and the map generation is done really well. They all look pretty good. They look really good at 4K with quality DLSS. Um, And they feel chunky and sound good and fight good. And so it has one really good strong game loop that works, um, I don't know that many MechWarrior stories have been very strong, but BattleTech story was. So that being said,
2: but yeah, the MechWarrior stuff is is not very strong in in game sense. It's it's a it's a hard story to follow. Um, because, about like the Warhammer story. Well, it's
0: it's meant to be deep because it was meant as a tabletop. It's meant to give you lore behind what you're doing. And they try to tie all that together. But this is just following... I'm not going to get into the story because as soon as I do, I spoil it for 40 hours. Right. I have three days of gameplay in this game. Mm. Why do I have three days of gameplay? Because the core loop is good. And if I think about it as an arcade game, Mm -hmm. super strong. So in an arcade sense, it's a solid-ass fucking four, even though that game has had some problems. Yeah. It's... uh, to me it's worth paying fifty bucks for, but it's not worth fifty bucks to everybody. No, it's not.
2: If I wanted to play a good quality uh mech warrior game, I would be more apt to play Battletech. Because Battletech's a little bit more strategic. Because Battletech
0: not only is it strategic <laughs> Well, it's everything just... about it's more strategic, but the facing's done a little bit better and you can right. plan out your moves a little bit better. <clears throat> you have to think literally on your feet with Mech Warrior Five <clears throat> about right. your facing. And it does take a while to get used to driving and setting a throttle and then setting your torso position as you fire and move. Yeah. But you do feel like a badass when you snipe mechs in the head with an AC-20. Oh, yeah. Um, And the chunkiness of walking through buildings and then just getting up on a little mech and then just, like, essentially executing it, shooting it in the back of the head and just blowing the mech head off. Yeah. It's really fucking satisfying, and all the mechanical noises are f- super fucking spot on. Yeah. It's, it's All a, the guns sound different, and when you got it on a speakers or some bass, it's like firing tanks in your living room, and the lasers yeah. sound satisfying. Like, uh, just, yeah. just, I just just – just, I'm, I'm like Randy getting internet back, and I've just jizzed all over myself. <laughs> <So> um <laughs> what would you rate it for?
2: It's okay. – yeah, it's – I can't all rate right. it. That's
0: but, more of a four, fair rating
1: than a lot of people, I think, gave it. Yeah, all it's right. – and moving on, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That I think that's me and Rusty. Did I you started. Play it, Justin? I
0: started it, and something else came out, and I didn't finish it. Metroidvanias are my, my shit. It does look really fucking good. So, it
2: is super, and it's I'll, more
0: of a shooter than the other
2: one, too, right? It it's more well kind of, uh, kind of because Ori in in this one actually has kind of like a spirit sword almost. Yeah. Uh, so it has a lot more. Uh, combat instead of just being you know, like a little fairy fire that you know, that you yeah. shoot. I'll um
1: I'll say this. Um I haven't completely finished it yet and that is because there I am literally frustratingly stuck on a level I can't get past because I may I made a bad uh upgrade decision early on. Uh oh. Uh um, you can still get
2: past it. There's very, very few points in that game. I know, that I just haven't figured
1: out how to, and I've only played that game throughout the year in small spurts. Gotcha.
2: No, um, I I ate that game up. That game, it's beautiful. The sound, the music, the, the visuals. The
1: ambiance to that game that, is
2: incredible. The thing is, with Ori, it was... It ha- it, it's a continuation of the Ori story. And I got to tell you, there's very few games that really kind of impact me. And we were talking about this online the other day. Uh, there's very few games that, you know, that have an impact afterwards, where I sit back and I'm like, that was, you know, that just, that touched a portion of my soul that I just you know, that it just kind of resonates. Uh and after uh after playing through and getting all the way to the end of this game, the you know, the end of that game just has a moment where you just sit back and you're like you know, it's one of those sit back in your chair situations and be like, whoa. Um I really enjoyed this game. It is easily one of the best metroidvania games available the whole ori series is or the first one and and this one uh if you haven't played ori and the blind forest or uh, ori and will of the West, please give it a try that shit is fucking phenomenal that is like that is like the closest i can get to a perfect game because it was, it's tight, it's it's, you know, it it's just you know, well done, very well polished, uh, and I ran into no problems playing that game, and it can get and it just it's it can scale in difficulty based off of what you want for a challenge, you know, yeah, so, and that's like a
1: yeah like I said, probably my only feeling is that I've not taken it in one go, so I've never really gotten into the Metroidvania platformer you know full on mode yet <laughs> um, because you do have to be in a mode to complete those games yeah it's... um you have to find that groove, but I mean for me, it's a solid four i i give it I give it high marks. I'm, you know, if it.
2: <sighs> Where are you at? I am just below a perfect score on that one. That is Damn. that is. I'm I'm going with maybe like a four point nine. That is. There the only thing that I give uh, I give it even one little nitpick is that. You know, with a Metroidvania, you have to understand you do have to go back through some shit. Right. Uh, and uh, and that is, some people see that as artificial extension of a game. It's not linear. But to me, it's like, oh, I remember that place that I couldn't get to before. Now I can because I have a double jump. Yep so i I like it, but some people don't, and
0: that's I may get only... into a headspace where I want to play that again i It, it is so good like uh, you know it, it it's, it's art really that good. is that well, if you'll agree to play ghosts in the next three months, I'll agree to play ori okay, all right,
1: moving on to outward
0: that's outward's you. a surprise pick um it's kind of a mix of a survival game and an r p g and it's grindy it's made by a really small team. Um, it's just an adventure where you are way underpowered and you gain skills and abilities in a kind of a Skyrim esque. Like it's, it's like poor man's RPG, but it just plays really well. Mm -hmm. Um, like magic takes a toll on your character. Your character has to camp and sleep when he's out and about have to eat food. Um, you know, but you also run across, like when you first start, like your basic bandits, like eat you for lunch um and you progressively get more powerful. I don't think there's ever a point where I got in there where I was like overpowered, but I got to a point of confidence. And the systems work really well and there's a few different paths that you can take. But it came out with an expansion and then I played the expansion. Um I had a lot of fun of the game. It's not it's about a with the expansion maybe 50 hours. This is the And back- it's kind of a and it's kind of an ugly game. This is the backpack game, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. But I I do have a sweet spot in my heart for outward. Okay. It's okay. there's nothing else really like it. It's a really weird hodgepodge and it's a very that magic system though. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like care. it. So
1: what would you give
0: it? Yeah, it's another 4. I know that's really I'm just throwing fours you just out there left out and out. right No, I'm just thinking in my head like I would absolutely recommend it to people. And you have recommended it to me. I just uh, don't. I mean, he worked overnight. He just played off my Steam library. If you're bored, boo. You Got to set that back all up right. again. Uh, Phoenix Point. That's all you. Okay, this is a saga that I'm going to try to cut short. Okay, we it came out at the very tail end of last year and was absolute dog shit. Um, broken, didn't play well, didn't look that great. They've done a good job of improving upon systems. I have play. I have put five days of gameplay into Phoenix Point, and I'm not at a place where I'm still very satisfied with it. There are things that it does amazingly well, and some things that it just. The enemies evolve with you, so as you shoot different parts off, right, that gains armor or they gain abilities, and the evolution system is done too quick. It's not tuned right, and for being the original XCON developer. Like, I felt like they would realize that, but it takes, like, broken builds still. And I'm still waiting for, like, a final version of that. Putting five days in it, I'm at a 3.75 on it. Wow. Okay. It may. They've got one final DLC, and I'm waiting for one final patch. As it stands, the beginning of 2021, I'm just... If you're a fan of XCOM, I can't recommend it as much as I'd recommend XCOM. I've tried so hard. Yeah. And that's this is me trying... And I'm trying to be honest with myself. I don't want to play it right now. Yeah, you just go to uh, what is it, the Long War or whatever? Um, oh yeah, I fired an XCOM yeah. back up this year. Yeah, that that right there. I mean, if you go back to I went back to a proper game like that that did stuff well, and I was like, fuck, this is a good. Right. So. Enough said.
1: <laughs> uh, Risk of Rain two.
0: Um, I could I can't beat it yet. Rusty can beat it. I like it. Dude, I can not only beat that
2: game, but I completely fucking stomp over it in some situations. Um, there, I, I have unlocked every character. I have uh, s- certain certain characters I like more than others, uh, but uh, that game is is really good for what it is, and that is just stupid fun. That you go, you know, there's really nothing. It's not really even a roguelike. It's just uh, because if you go through the game and do certain things, you unlock ad- additional characters. And that's pretty much it. Um, you know, you do a, uh, you will do a run and get to a certain uh, or collect a certain amount of items or do a certain thing and it'll unlock, a, you know, another character. So it's not really even a roguelike. It's more of, uh, it's just dumb fun for 15 to 45 minutes, depending on how long you want to play it. Uh, There is a mechanic in the game where basically you can re-loop through the stages. So it has a linear progression up to an end boss, but you can kind of choose to either confront the end boss and finish the run. Or you could re-loop through all of the you know the different stages and do them all over again, but they
0: get progressively harder as you it, go. It literally has a timer that continues to make the game harder based on where you're at with the time. Right, it's right at the bot at the top, and it just you know it just <laughs> it'll continue to go. It's kind of anxiety inducing for me. Like right. you gotta just you gotta keep going. You've Gotta keep going.
2: And the faster that you do things, the you know the faster you know sh- you know or the the easier easier certain things are uh but after a while it just throws everything at you well you could also make builds or get different items to uh, uh to uh, t- that are like screen clearing like all of the enemies just die uh and i've experienced some fucking pretty crazy builds uh with risk of rain 2 um is it a really great game uh it's it's good it's good dumb fun as as you put uh, put it because uh it it has uh a lot of really cool moments where you can just once you get a good build you know you get a good run your rng is good then you have a lot of fun but there is runs where the rng is terrible and you are struggling hard to kill anything so it's Kind of hit and miss in that point um so i I'd, I'd say it's you know, i'd
0: throw the dice at four because it's i agree with that that's a solid four it's 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 a it is a great work like yeah it's
2: a, it, it's for me uh if I have just an hour or two after
0: work and I'm trying to wind down, I yeah could, that's not gonna wind me down I'm yeah. just gonna keep me up uh shortest trip to earth. Um, it's a FTL clone. And is it a great FTL clone? It has gone through many iterations. Um, what it does different than FTL is it unlocks more ships. Um, it has more systems, more control over the crew, uh, granular control over a lot of things. Um, is it as good as FTL? FTL is just tuned tighter. The events in this can be a little bit grindy, and that's the other thing that doesn't make it as good as FTL. FTL, let's just keep in mind, in my book, FTL is like a 4 9. FTL is a game of a generation.
2: It is. It really it is. It is, is a
0: fucking amazing game. Shortest trip to Earth, if you need more FTL, is great. Think of it as like an FTL sub, uh, DLC Um, at a solid 4 is I think being fair. I like I like Shortest Trip to Earth. I could continue to play it. It's depends on what kind of mood I'm in.
3: Okay. Mm.
1: Moving on, uh, <laughs> Star Wars Squadrons. I'm the only one who's played this one. I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. It is a great Star Wars arcade flyer. Um harkens back to Tie Fighter and and X-Wing and all those great arcade machines uh like Vector Star Wars uh, that you remember yep. um it it has a it has an okay story set to it for the for the single player campaign completely playable it's a solid 4 it's not a great Star Wars game it's not a great flyer we've seen better sims the last few years than than the arcade styles
0: i'm going to get it on sale at some point
1: but yep. what what it is it does extremely well it looks great um and unlike a lot of arcadey uh flight sims that are out there now that want to keep you third person outside the ship uh this gives you the cockpit and you have different options for your cockpit to make it easier or harder
2: it's vr enabled
1: and it's v vr enabled so uh, it's fair. a very solid four Cool. Um, another game I had on the list, uh, Transformers Battlegrounds. Tell me how it's, you feel. I mean, it's it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I think I downloaded and played it for 20 minutes. I didn't even. Yeah. Um,
1: even just the idea of it being Transformers um, is not enough to... Uh to save this game, War for Cybertron was a much better Transformers game. Um
0: Barking coming. Uh-oh. Just preparing you for it.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh it it looks good, but the gameplay is not is not solid at all. It's not a good uh it's not a good third person beat 'em up. Yeah. I like it, it tries to be. I felt like I didn't have enough options with uh, the combat. I agree, one hundred percent. The combat it
0: was, it was meant for ten year olds who the, wanted to play Transformers. The combat
1: is way too simple, way too simple, and there's not enough customization. So for for that it it's going to get a two point five from me.
3: Boom.
0: Um, Covering her eyes, <laughs> oh. she sees a reflection on your PC case, and sometimes she breaks ah, at it. Oh, that's great. That's nice.
1: Um, Moving on, Void Bastards. Fucking amazing game.
0: You like it. I think it's just all right. If I wanted to shoot the writing off the cuff, four point seven. I would give
2: it probably a 3.75.
0: Did you beat it? I have
2: gotten very, very close to beating a run.
0: I've beat like six runs at this point. Um, I just... I like the art style, I like the direction, I like the weapons, I like the way that you do upgrades, I like the way the new game plus type thing is, I like the DLCs. It's just uh for 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 me, there's it's my favorite
2: roguelike of 2021.
0: It is a very good roguelike,
2: or 20 and, twenty, and that is, and and that is probably its saving grace. It does have, uh, it, it does have really good roguelike features. The run variety is great. Um, it, it's just if you get too deep, like because there's different, uh, different strata, I I guess that you can go down into, and it gets harder, and you get know harder enemies, and you have to jump down to those, uh, to get certain items, um. Some of those uh, those runs are simply fuck you missions. You get used to it, um, and I I just after beating my head th- uh, against a couple runs and not being able to you know to go
0: anywhere, it's just like all right, I'm gonna move on. We're in opposite so, corners on this by a full point, but I will say that I had a lot of fun with it. Rusty didn't have nearly as much fun with it as I did.
2: It. I mean, it's good. It's just short version like of that,
0: that game is it just to me it has a lot of variety and it has a lot of reward to me and just i can't get enough of it i could i could install it right now and forget about everything else i'm playing yeah i'm i'm not in that same boat <laughs> all right with that we'll
2: move on wasteland 3 i'm not going to say much cuz i keep bouncing off of it it's and it's not it's not the game it's just me in a mental state not 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 jiving with it. I am not vibing with this
0: game. Mad Max Divinity. It's... That's what it is. I mean... And it's got a more cohesive story and a more cohesive plot than Divinity 2. And I really like Divinity 2. But what I like about Wasteland is it wants you to customize characters instead of using the Mm -hmm. pre-gens. The customization is pretty decent. It doesn't really play a lot of effect into what happens, but uh, at least uh, the cosmetic doesn't. But um, I mean, I've had the Tilt Crew as part of my team. Um, started like my third playthrough at this point. That's, I, yeah. it's Wasteland Two. It's just better. It looks prettier. It has more variety. Right. It has more items. It has more customization options. It has a better story. Um, and it's a pretty decent it. length. It's about I I could do a I'm a calling it a run at this point. I just put it on Ranger difficulty, and I think I can do it in about forty five hours. If it does anything wrong, is that normal is too easy. Yeah, okay. I started say I haven't I've
1: purchased it yet, so I haven't just played pass. it. Obviously, yeah, but it's on game pass, but my game pass ran out when it came out. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. The main the main thing uh, I noticed in just in watching the gameplay is exactly what you said. It's Wasteland 2 with better graphics, more options.
0: Yeah, like, paramedic perk with a guy with a flamethrower, like, you can... And I noticed the AI seems to be smarter. Yeah. I mean, your full party is controllable. There's a lot of fuck-you situations you get into with bad positioning, but with good positioning, and there's some pretty crazy things that have happened, like I played a lot of things, quote-unquote, wrong, but it doesn't completely punish you like still very finishable but i completely wiped out a faction without realizing it like the entire family all their cousins all their brothers all their (laughs) all their buddies like there's one mission that i just decided to do the incorrect thing right it doesn't just wants you to play and that triggered me fighting like 140 people and i don't know how i survived i trolled in all the their enemies plus them like everybody just hated my guts And I just killed off this whole fucking map of all the NPCs and all their enemies, and then all the spawning enemies. And like it was just like an endless cycle of battles. He took out all the Trevors. Yeah, but he's got like all the guns now. So this was like three quarters (laughs) of the way in. And I just, (laughs) I will say, I feel pretty comfortable with strategy games. Mm -hmm. And I had some pretty solid strategies of keeping myself at like a 90 degree angle of attack Mm -hmm. so that I couldn't get. Ambushed outside of cover. Yeah, gotcha. It's where it, it's all everything that
2: Wasteland Two is just better, and I love the fuck out of Wasteland Two. I beat the fuck out of it, but
0: I just couldn't get myself Music's into really it. pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. soundtrack's pretty exceptional. It's,
2: it is. It's a game that I will be playing this year. It's just you know I have to get into it's it. It's just getting into it. Yeah. So
1: um, what are you going to slap on it, Justin?
0: fair and Brago, I give you a four point nine. That's the best game you've ever made. Beats Fallout 2. Bam! Wow! wow. This guy. Near perfect. Doing, I mean, going. It continues to get support and additional patches and additional features as it goes. There you go. It's the best thing that Brian Fargo's ever made. Wow. All right. Watchdogs Legion. Not the best thing that anybody's ever made. <laughs> um, no, it's not. it's not a snooze fest. It does a lot of things that I like about it. It kind of, again, I like roguelikes. It gives you a lot of variety in your character design, and sometimes that's to its detriment, but it leads to some pretty hilarious situations. Like, I talked about my uh, badass grandma character. Yeah, you're fucking, like, you know, grandma hitman. Yeah, I saw credits, um, put 40-ish hours into it, which I felt was about right. I overestimated my game time last time. Hit a lull. The right way to play this right, and which is one of the things that takes points away from it, is to play the main story till it gets too hard and you're losing a lot, and then play some side missions. You don't have to get all the tech points. It's not necessary to get points until you get the things that you want, and then continue to scoot on. Your characters don't level up. You just get tech points to unlock abilities. Um, the mission structure, if you wanted to speedrun it, you could probably do it in about 15 or 20 hours. Um, the side missions... There's some like repeatable missions They call them like 404 missions and a couple of other things that kind of turn into the same thing over and over again. And I mm-hmm. didn't enjoy that. Um, no towers to climb per Ubisoft. Typical thing.
2: Yeah, they there is. What tower? It's not a tower. It is you have to like hack the signs and turn, you know, turn a burrow or whatever the fuck Oh, yeah. It is. You got to.
0: All that does for you that I found out. Um, it unlocks a special character archetype for that burrow, um, and it makes the people in there easier to unlock. But you could unlock no burrows and finish the game. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, Op- it's optional. Similar. The the side bullshit's fairly fun, um, but it does get a little bit repetitive. And there's a lot you can do with a cyber with a spider bot. But I found a, little, a lot of the fuck you missions that you could just as well get there with somebody who is lethal. There's no consequence to lethal versus non lethal. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um shot SMG rules all though. Just gonna so, say. All right. What'll you slap it with? Um I like it. Um four. It's on the list of things that I have to finish. Yeah, I finally belted it out and I enjoyed my time with it. I'm okay. not mm, mm. uh windbound. I was actually
2: kinda looking forward to this game, but then I was kinda disappointed by how um uh simple and clunky the combat was uh to a point where some of the uh you know some of the later enemies that you end up fighting are straight up will fucking end your run like bad and there's very little that you can do to counter that uh if, because it kind of almost cheats so you saying Um, it
1: makes you feel like the son of balboa instead of the son of creed (laughs) it's
2: it so the 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 concept and the storytelling of the of it is basically wind waker uh but a survival game and you know and the combat is supposed to feel kind of like that but there's not a lot of enemies the you know and the like I said the later enemies kind of like ramp up into a stupid amount of difficulty and you've got like a pointy stick and that's all you've got uh so uh i didn't finish that game at all um and i'm hoping that that it gets tuned a little bit because the the combat needs to be tuned it's very clunky um that is probably in the uh in the range of like a 2.25 for me. Okay. Um, good concept, but f- failed on execution and to a to an unplayable state. Gotcha. Well, to me, I don't, I wouldn't play it anymore.
3: <laughs> Alright,
1: uh, Wolson. That's a U.
0: It started off really cool. They did some updates that broke, like literally broke the game, and it's still not updated. I was just checking again, because I knew it was coming up. Um, originally it was a really cool Diablo clone. They made some updates to some of the stuff to where the game can crash like in the middle of things, and it crashes fairly often. So like you might be in the middle of a level, and because of its auto-saving checkpoints, you lose 30 minutes to an hour, and if it's crashing every little bit um, on a pretty beefy system, I haven't tried it on the new graphics card, but I was starting to lose progression. And it just threw me off. So I checked reviews that were posted in the last two months while we were talking about the last game, and I see that it's at the same point still. Um, apparently, the the devs, well, according to reviews, this is according to reviews. I haven't researched this. Um, a lot of the player hate right now is saying the dev- the devs are banning people that talk negatively about it, etc. Oh boy, yeah, um, and the devs saying. have gotten a really weird place with it, uh, with the internet hate. It's, but it. If there's still people complaining that they can't play, it and it, this was posted in January, um, I stopped playing that in March. No okay. bugs, yeah. Like it may be beyond redemption at this point, and I really wanted to like it. It it's has potential. I would say don't buy it, which means put it at a t- two.
2: Boy, damn.
0: Yeah, I didn't okay. play it. I'm glad I, I took one for the team there. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, you,
2: you, I was thinking about getting it and you're like, no, no, just, uh, just Well, I kept telling
0: you wait because I was hoping it would get fixed because it was initially really cool. Yeah. And we both like, you know, uh, Path of Exile and Dawn of, uh, Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn. Yeah. All right. Uh, XCOM Chimera Squad. Uh. (laughs) Oh,
1: this made me, it made me go
0: back to long
1: war. I know it's on rails, and you really bounced off of that part hard.
0: I finished XCOM Chimera Squad out of spite. Uh, (laughs) This is, again, this is stop listening to the reviewers and trying to implement too much change to your games. XCOM 2 is a near-perfect game. Um, XCOM Chimera Squad, what makes XCOM great? One of the things is making a team of your friends. This wants you to, it wants to tear a narrative, tell a narrative, which they don't do very good at. It wants to tell a story with these characters and make you like the characters, and they're not that cool. Um, their mm-hmm. interactions are kind of interesting sometimes, but it locks you into their weapons, their playstyles, their abilities, and gives you no freedom to choose what you want to do aside from the mission types. And the mission types always involve some kind of breach and clear. That's literally every single mission. Um, this is the worst XCOM game. And wow. again, 2020 can just go fuck itself because you fucked up XCOM. <laughs> right. That just pisses me off so much. It's a good concept. It's like, you know, you have some of the, the, Oh, it's like super cool. The first couple of times you do it and you're like, Oh, like slow-mo matrix, like breach and clear thing. And then it wears super thin because you realize it does that on every fucking mission. Oh. And it, Makes you choose, like, the same four choices to get you the same bonuses every time, and the enemies are fairly samey, and there's not a lot of variety. Your squad never changes, and you barely get any cosmetic options, and you don't get any kind of, like, weapon customization. You just don't get any fucking XCOM. There's no fucking strategy to this game. That's a lot of negativity. I really don't like this. (laughs) Chimera Squad, eat a dick. You're a two. (laughs) I uninstalled it.
2: (laughs) Damn! All right. You told it to eat a dick. So wow. So, so there was one game that was on here that you 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 didn't put on
1: here uh, that
2: I put at the bottom, very bottom of the
1: list. Oh yeah, that was a pretty yeah, significant I, game. I was going to get to that, but yeah, they were down at the bottom and Can we haven't moved short them up break? yet. So let's yeah. take a break because yeah. it's midnight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: I need to let the dog out. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. And we're back. Okay. Woo. Yeah, we just, you know, had to had to empty some fluids.
3: It was, and it was
0: a stretching period. I was I was out of the, the energy drink. I was out of the uh, hydrating drink. And I was out of my regular hydration, which is just a big old glass of water. It's so, like, yeah. It was a long, we were long on the tooth there. Here's the thing. Jason, we still have about 20 games to go through, right? <laughs> right. Yes. We've got about four that are super important to us. And then we have some, I guess, like replay, some so to speak. Some older games. That, yeah. That. Some of these might actually take the cake for part of this year. So we kind of decided that what we want to do as we're past midnight at this point, and Jason's probably been up since like 4 a.m., is we want to talk about a handful more games, and then we're going to get into some of these oldies at the beginning of next week's episode and then start the sorting bank until we get there. I think from listening and doing prior episodes, once we get to that point, Mm. it turns into kind of an avalanche with some conflict. And then we kind of get to the happy medium pretty quick. Yeah. That last little bit, that last little hump, take us like an hour and we'll have it done. We because, hope. Well, because we've already sorted more or less kind of where things at. And when I say this, Jason, I don't want to make it purely numerical, which is why I've been given some generic ass numbers here, because it can't rank it one generic
1: way. Generic ass numbers. You're all fours, sir. Yep. That's about where they said. Fuck sit. you.
0: Not gonna give it a four. Point, point fuck one. you.
2: Four, four. Fuck you. Four, two. Fuck you. Four. Anyway, um. All right, Hades. Hades, dude.
0: Like, That's a pretty good game. So, so Hades. It's um. You finished a run though, it, and I can't finish a run yet. It's um. It's probably the. I give it a four. This is a bet. I'll <laughs> four two five. <laughs> So it is a really, really good roguelike. Um, Do you think it's their best game? I think it's it's really far up there. I think it, it might actually be. There's um talking about Supergiant, the guys that did Transistor, Pyre, Bastion. Um yeah. and this is the latest game. I, this
2: is this is I think I think their best game, honestly. <laughs> to, you know,
1: so would I be right in saying this after watching Quite a bit of the gameplay on this it seems like it's a roguelike that doesn't necessarily make you feel punished for oh, what, dying oh it punishes you oh I know, but I'm saying the progression it's kinda is... like getting ra- it's kind of like getting raped with vaseline right nah. like you don't necessarily feel raw after each death
2: there's there's points where you go in there and you try you you do spend some time in runs and there are, I think the runs are too long. They're, they're only too long because you of your school level. (laughs) Sorry. Wait, Um, I mean, can you get all the (laughs) way to the end run? Like you can get to the end run fairly quickly in about maybe 20, 25 um, minutes. If
0: not with a bow, Right.
2: So the the different weapons that I you have. I actually hate the bow. Well, the bow is actually one of the stronger weapons in the game, but it depends on on the run. See, that's the thing about uh, about Hades is that it is a game where you will die and you will start over. And the way that this um, this plays out is, I mean, you being the son of Hades. You end up coming out of the uh, river Styx right at the beginning of the game again, Uh, and the humor that's put in there is 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 enough for you to sometimes die in a certain way or to a certain enemy, and some of the characters will be like, "You kind of, how did you die to that?" or I like the I, I see that you died to the minotaur
0: again. He really is kind of a bastard. Uh <laughs> I do I will remark that the voice acting, art design and music is all pretty superb. It's it's really good. Uh the you know it
2: is very RNG dependent on the runs. So if you get some good RNG in in, in that game if you get the hammer uh, uh power up which makes a big difference on how your primary weapon works. Um there are some that allow you to do some really great shit with uh with the weapons. And there's a, a number of different power-ups, but with the spear, uh there's uh there's one that allows you to uh basically it triples the spear and goes out into a fork. Uh so you can hit more things more often. With a wide, you know, with, in a wider area uh, or some that are farther away. So there's different ways to go through each run and the randomness from the power-ups, what the power-ups give you, uh, give you a lot of different options and, and can affect the speed of each run. Um, I've seen some some really crazy runs. Uh, that game gets progressively harder even after you've beaten a run because once you beat a run, you
0: realize what the actual goal of the game is. I like unlocking the different var- variations of the different boss encounters. I thought that was pretty interesting,
2: and that is a thing. Uh, you know, the game kind of evolves as you go too, so it becomes it it becomes harder in certain spots or some of the bosses will show up in different areas uh, sometimes a boss from one of the later boss encounters will show up as kind of like a mini boss encounter for a room uh so you have to you know deal with their mechanics earlier than you would in the actual fight uh so it's it's
0: it is actually
2: a very well done game
0: i think my only issue with progression is that was not a lunchtime game. It was something I needed to play after lunch.
2: Yeah, it it can kind of go from, you know, my having
0: the five-minute run or... Since I suck, my run. runs typically take about an hour and then I die eventually.
2: I think my longest run was, you know, oh, God. I think I went through the maximum amount of rooms that you could go through on one run. And it was like 40-some, 40 46-some fucking... Rooms, which is a long fucking run, um, and that ended up being the one that I actually beat Hades on. Uh, so there's there's that. There's a lot of stuff that's still discoverable in that game for me. I have barely fucking touched the surface of that game. What
0: did you buy it on? Uh, I bought it on Steam. Um, I might have had a little bit of burnout because I got it in early access on Epic in 2018 or 2019. Yeah. And it was a very fairly different game at that point. And I was yeah. like, well, I guess I just suck. So I'm just going to come back after they finish. And then I came back after I finished really late in the year. And I was like, okay, I like this game pretty well. Um, it falls along another game, games kind of similar called Curse of the Dead Gods that we can talk about next week that I liked. Pretty close to the same, but that actually drew me in a little bit harder than Hades. Yeah, well Hades drew me in fairly quickly and I was all about that
2: game for you know for a good while. After I went through a full run and saw how the challenge mode works, I was like, okay, this game is hard, and then it wants it you want it wants you to make it harder on yourself by making certain choices at the beginning of a run. Um and I wasn't ready for that. So I set it down, and that's probably a bad sign. But um, I'd say, regardless, it's a pretty solid, pretty solid ass game. It's, it's a it's a four point five for me. It's it's really I'll, solid. I'll agree with that. That is um, all right. It's a really good roguelike. If you like roguelikes, that is the game to play. Four point five. All right. Uh, Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn was a recommendation by Justin because I said, I wanted to play Wilson. He's like, you should probably wait. (laughs) And and he said, just play Grim Dawn instead. You'll probably get more out of it. That's an excellent game. (laughs) And he's right. I beat that game. And then I started playing it like Diablo 3 where I was playing it for the challenge and doing the challenge areas and shit like that. I got a fair number of hours into it. Uh it just after a while you've seen the entire game. You know, yeah. so you you just basically go for harder and harder, you know, groups of enemies on trying to set up the right build or getting, getting all of the right you know, all the right items. So it becomes a grind at that point. Um that said, I mean, it's kind of gritty looking, but it's uh not overly unpleasant. Uh I liked it. Uh as far as like uh, an ARPG is concerned, it's it's right up there. Uh it has a little bit more depth than Diablo 3 does. Uh but it's an enjoyable game. I, I, I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. Um,
0: you know, shooting shit. I think guns. it came out in, like, 2017 or 2018. Yeah. It's the, to me, out of all the Diablo clones that are out there, this is better than Diablo 3. Well, I mean... There's only one other game that I think comes close, and that's the next one up. Yep. I moved on from uh, from
2: that. I sat down uh, ARPGs because of my game cycle. I have to have a palate cleanser between, right? Uh, so, uh, so, Grim Dawn... Uh, i'm going to i'm going to say four um you're sleeping um <laughs> four uh going on to the next one because you know path of exile you're uh, you're you're going to pass out on me if i don't continue um path of exile i went hard on path of exile because i never gave it a chance like when it first uh, when That's it became true. a thing i never gave it a chance I bounced off that fucking thing hard. Said, "No, I'm not going to do I'm not going to do this." Um, partially because the sphere grid style fucking, you know, uh passive uh skill tree it's intimidating. That is really intimidating. Uh if you just look at it. But what I did instead of of that was I looked up a build uh ahead of time and then I just said, "I'm going to play this one character through." On this build. Uh, And And stick to the build. And stick to the build. See, because somebody that's already, you know, understands the game knows how this plays. And the builds are written out fairly well as to how you play that build, right? What, you know, what skills you're looking for and how to use those skills. So that helped immensely for me getting into this game. And then I went. Ham and I had like eight different characters at max level and uh was farming shit for for a good long while. I can't remember exactly how many hours I put into that game, but it's gotta be somewhere in in the uh uh over the hundred mark um that is good dumb fun as well uh it does take some getting your head around, but if you're first getting into path of Exile, that's the path i'd I'd say is go look for a guide and follow the fucking guide don't deviate just follow the fucking guide that will get you through the end of the game and get through get you through to the story uh and then into the end game it's it's at the end game that it fell for me because at end game it's basically randomized maps or uh, you know over a larger map area and you just kind of grind through those for uh, for items, and at a, after a certain period of time, that just gets old because it's just do the same thing over again. Kill things. You basically clear the screen, and then you go on, and then it It, just, it didn't. It didn't draw me in at that point. So they do continually do uh, seasons, and they have these. Little seasonal things that they test out in their, uh, you know, you know, on the game. They're doing but, the next season like soon, right? Yeah, the next season's coming out really soon, actually. Uh, and that has to do with improving the Atlas, which is the map that I was talking about for Endgame. Uh, and they're uh, they're revamping certain things so that that uh, that you can get uh, different modifiers for the uh, for the end game which was desperately needed because, like I said, it was kind of boring. And that's why I fell, uh, fell through. But uh, the last one, the one that I played, was during the heist season. And that included, you know, gen- you know, randomized maps. But it was really rewarding to go through it. And you had a companion character that had different skills that it could use to, like, break down walls or pick locks or things like that to open up chests. And that was... It would give you even more loot options for that game. The thing is, is that Path of you- Exile just throws loot at you like crazy.
0: What's the what's the pay loop on that? What do you pay for?
2: Well, it's a free-to-play game, you know, so you could pick that game up and not spend a dime at all on that game. Um, How much did you spend? there? I didn't spend very much. I maybe... I spent like thirty ish dollars or so. Okay. Uh and what that got me is just additional uh stash tabs basically. Oh for so, extra to hold extra loot. Hold extra loot and to sort things out like currency items and whatnot. Uh and they had a and they have a stash tab weekend every every other month or so like that. So they're like half off or three quarters off for, they like uh, for $10? the bucks. So you can get a stash tab pack for like five bucks, and that's normally like ten or fifteen bucks. So it's it's worth it to wait for the stash tab weekends so that you can kind of stock start up playing. On those. <laughs> you know, you can play. You know, just, I never
0: bought anything, and I've probably got about forty hours in it. Yeah,
2: it's you know you don't have to do uh, if you want to. You can go. Absolutely insane, crazy on fucking cosmetics because there's like five hundred dollar packs that you can buy, oh, fuck that, yeah, but uh, but that's on the insane like supporter level, uh, but general people who just play the game could get by with maybe you know a ten to thirty dollar investment if you get stash tabs, and that's about it uh that game is really good, um does have. Does have the flaw of having a really boring end game though. So,
0: um, uh, I don't know, four. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good AR
3: ARPG. I just saw right. his eyes roll.
2: Control. Control is really surprising. You played a little bit of control,
0: right? Yeah, I fell off a little bit less, Again, really bad thing for me to play in 2020. It's again, I I have to be in a headspace to play any kind of like core. I really like uh Alan Wake. Yeah. Um and it's same developer, right? And some nods to Alan Wake and it has the whole what's SCP? Yes. I was nod super and it, deep into After SCP I heard you year. and Nymph talk about it on that episode, like that kinda got rose my piqued my interest again and then I bought it on sale. Didn't have to. It's a free on Game Pass. Again, one of those other ones where I made a mistake of buying it when I was paying for a sub that would give it to me. Whoops. But that being said um looks really pretty. It seems really cool. I plan on playing it this year. Um, I think it's a solid-ass game, but um, I've heard other people saying because you beat it, right? I beat it, yeah. That towards the end, some of the wave management gets a little bit hard to manage.
2: It yeah. takes some getting used to if you end up— The uh, shooting's
0: kind of loosey-goosey.
2: Yeah, it, most of the damage that I was doing near the end of the game wasn't with the gun. It was throwing shit yeah it was throwing shit at people or throwing motherfuckers at motherfuckers uh which is the thing that you can do in that game so because beat people up with the other people must yeah. live on yeah <laughs> right it uh, it it gets kind of crazy uh near the end of the game but uh but then again uh it it has that that mystery element that has to do with like weird like um government agencies that are kind of shadows and that's and has like x file
0: vibes in it too, so that's kind of what drew me back in I was like I started realizing how much it was like the x files, yeah and then how much it played on like that warehouse thirteen vibe of artifacts yep um, and I was like, this is actually pretty neat,
2: yeah, and that's there's there's some some really cool moments in there um what, you know, when you realize where the uh where the story is kind of taking the main character uh then you kind of you know then you kind of get more invested in it um as a you know as a game it if you turn uh RTX on that game is beautiful uh the reflections it's pretty well optimized too yeah the the reflections on that game even you know even with just some light RTX i was you know, walking up to, you know, like, windows, like, you know,
0: glass. uh... I was just remarking that I could see my reflection in the picture frames. Right,
2: right. You just kind of look at that, and you're like, oh, my God, that is a really good
0: reflection. Hey, you know, to see something about RTX real quick, that has been a really weird game changer with certain things. Yeah. In Watch Dogs, it implements a little overkill. Yeah. But it is kind of funny to be, like, in the middle of a gunfight and go up next to a car, and you're about to get behind it, and then you... See the reflections of enemies running up behind you in the rear windshield of the car. It's an extra—it's an extra layer of uh, of things that you didn't
2: necessarily need, but is really cool to have. Yeah, um, and the uh, the the fact that you only ever see like a handful of other people in control. Most of what you're doing is you know alone, having. Uh, having the play on lighting and reflections uh, is a really cool element to uh, to control. So uh, it's you, a pretty strong game. What would you rate it? Since you beat it, um, I would say it's 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 better than a four, but not quite super high. I would say it's about a four point five for me.
0: Um, oh, that's a pretty high rating. That's a ninety.
2: Yeah, for for me, it's
0: it's really
2: good. I guess. It's It was augmented by the fact that at the moment that I was playing that, I was also really into reading the SCP articles. Uh, so the comparisons to SCP were really to the forefront because it was fresh on my mind. Uh, and that kind of creepiness uh, that the game you know puts together in its environment, Really fit that same vibe
0: that you get from reading SCPs—that kind of creepy pasta feeling. Yeah, and it obviously goes on your one of your things for the the year. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, the I was just really surprised. It it also had the curse that some games where you have people that do this for a living could get through it before the end of the year. Right, and it didn't really come out in PC until twenty twenty.
2: Right. And I and I wanted to play it on PC. Uh it did have kind of a you know, and this kind of plays into uh some of the other shit, but it had the control ultimate edition when it first came you know, when it first came out to PC, uh where people who had it on PS4 or the consoles uh could it there was two different versions of it. Where they basically said if you want the ultimate edition, you basically had to pay for the game again, and I it didn't bother me because I didn't own the game before. Uh, so getting the ultimate edition on PC was not as painful to me as, say, somebody who had the original version and then the ultimate, you know, ultimate edition came out, right? Um, so
1: so where would you label it? That's what I said. It was 4.5. 4.5. You were Sorry, sleeping. I missed it. You were sleeping. No, Which... but I am starting to drift. So, uh, I mean, so it's, yeah. it's, 12, it's, it's almost 1 o'clock.
0: So that being said, we've got to wrap up for tonight, but yeah. we planned this as a two-parter. We've got a few more older games that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Some of these will be shorter than others that we talk about. Um, but we're going to dig through that list, and I plan on getting through that with almost no bullshit section next week <laughs> to cover what we would normally talk about for bullshit to see if any of this stuff really pans in yeah to either play it or really play it there might be there uh, might be some there's a in there. there's a couple in there that are really strong contenders yeah. so that being said i really do want to wrap up tonight um jason where what's our three categories so far <laughs> so so far we <laughs> have
1: so far we have, it, it was playable, but kind of meh.
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: I liked it. And then fuck out. I don't know whether or not there's anything that beats this. And then the, I can't rate this.
0: <laughs> I can't rate this. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll have to have the chocolate starfish award at some point. Uh, So that being said, Jason, where can you find us?
1: Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash the real tiltcast. And search for us
0: on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends of the show. We've got Cabbage Gabby G. We've got For the Love of Gaming. We've got NoQuarters.net which also has a Game of the Year podcast. we got bmfcast.com and tvgp.tv. They like different games than us sometimes. (laughs) And with that, and they don't curse. And with that, it's the end of the show.
3: All right. Peace.